Tiger Communications proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday. Coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. Ryan LaVoy joins me on the program today. We'll get to your birthdays in sports in just a moment. We've got a nightly TV guide at the end of the show. We've got best and worst of the weekend on this Monday. And we're going to talk all things Auburn athletics and what's going on in the wide world of sports. As the Tigers dropped another game over the weekend in men's basketball, a tough trip to Knoxville, losing by five to the Tennessee Volunteers. We saw Auburn baseball went two out of three in their series against Yale. And Auburn softball swept the Plainsman invite this past weekend. Ryan LaVoy, who joins me in studio, made his Auburn Sports Network debut with some play-by-play action over the weekend, which was a thrill to listen to. And uh, I enjoyed my time at the ballpark as well on the SEC Network, bringing the TV broadcast. Busy week continues for sports as tomorrow we debut Smith Station and Borgard High School baseball and softball athletic events. It is about to pick up. It's already picked up, but it's going to keep on going. So, uh, yeah, a lot to discuss on the program. Ryan, I hope you're doing well. Uh, glad to have you on the show with me today, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing quite well, and uh, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity, first and foremost, over the weekend to uh, call those softball games uh, for the Auburn Sports Network. I uh, got to do both games on Saturday, Auburn uh, softball defeating Bradley in that second game, defeating Delaware State in the first game. So really, really honored to to be able to do that for the Auburn Sports Network and to uh, be on uh, – we were on 99.9 that day. And you were right there beside me in the, uh, in the TV booth. So we had uh, just a few feet of separation. I could hear you almost the whole time, man. So uh, you're still right there with me. But uh, – had a good time calling that, and uh, this Auburn softball team already improved off of last year and, and looking good. Uh, and overall, good weekend. Um, getting to do that. I was with, with, was with Britt on the radio broadcast on Friday as well, so was very involved with softball this weekend and uh, did not, unfortunately, watch a ton of the Auburn-Tennessee game. They had it on in the, um, in the ballpark in Jane B. Moore Field. So saw a little bit of it between the double headers, but obviously, if I'm calling softball, I'm not going to be uh, watching every second of Auburn and Tennessee. But uh, another loss for for Auburn. Uh, this one kind of more anticipated than their others, especially the Florida one. Uh, and it was a crazy weekend in college basketball overall. I mean, your top six team, uh, top six teams, excuse me, lose. Had another top ten team lose. Uh, very crazy weekend in college basketball. I think someone, um, I don't know if it was in the Auburn beat, I saw someone on Twitter 
say it feels like the top teams are just ready for the postseason to begin and ready to get out of the regular season because everyone's kind of starting to limp towards the finish. I mean, some of those losses, uh, Arizona lost to Colorado by like 16, which was which was unheard right. of. And Gonzaga had been beating people by 20 in the WCC and all of a sudden uh, gets beat by St. Mary's and was down 7 to 10 to 12 points a lot of that game. So um, – it's. I think everyone is just kind of burnt out on the regular season and ready to play for some hardware in their conference tournaments and then NCAA tournament. But I know we'll talk a lot about that. And the good news for Auburn is they got what they needed from Arkansas um, with Arkansas beating Kentucky. Uh, Auburn still has a sole possession of first. If they can beat Mississippi State on the road, they should win it all by themselves. And and even if they don't, I think they've still guaranteed a share because I just simply don't think they're losing an Auburn Arena, period. So uh, I know that it was disappointing to lose Tennessee. Bruce had a lot of success against the Vols, and Auburn uh, certainly had their opportunities to pull away in that game early in the second half. But um, ultimately, they are still in prime position to win the SEC. They still have a chance to be a one seed. I think they're probably number five overall right now, probably the number one two seed. So they have lost that, but still absolutely the ability to play for the one seed. They can still control that if, if they're able to keep winning. So, um, you know, I, I know we'll talk deep dive about that game, but uh, I, I still, uh, you know, think that there's worse outcomes and, and didn't have everything go wrong from the weekend. So overall, Good weekend. Grateful for that opportunity with the Auburn Sports Network. And um, good to be here. Yeah, no doubt about it. What a Monday it is. Let's rock and roll. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 As all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC. As we go to our phone lines for the first time today. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt from Tallahassee has called into the program to say hello to us. Hi, Matt. Hey, JJ. Hey, hey, Brent. What's up? It's me and Ryan, buddy. What's up, Ryan? What's up, Matt? Hey, Tennessee got lucky, and we got robbed by Tennessee. Yeah, they, they picked up the five-point victory. It was a tough loss for the Tigers, but they'll just have to move on and, and try to improve next time. Hey, uh, I got a couple of questions for you guys. Um, uh, it, one of the recruiting, um, I'm reading on my computer right now, it said like a four-star offensive lineman. What do you guys think about – is he coming to Auburn? Possibly. I mean, look, we're, we're, we're not as up to speed right now on recruiting. We need to get in touch with some of the recruiting experts out there uh, to get a rundown of what's going on in that world for Auburn football. But it's always something that's happening 365 days a year. And so, uh, look, Auburn's putting themselves in a position with the number of upperclassmen, offensive linemen that they've got on the roster to want to bring in a couple of younger guys. So I think it's very much so a realistic possibility. Uh, so I heard that we might lose our offensive line coach. It might go to Georgia. No, uh, they, they hired Stacy Searles to be their head coach. So Sta- oh, okay, okay, so, to be their offensive line coach, head coach Kirby Smart's still there. So I'm sorry. My question is like, we got to beat, we got to beat Mississippi State. Right on Wednesday, and then we play South Carolina on Saturday. And so if we win, if we win those games, we can be the champs, right? Correct. We would be the champs if we win those games. Okay. What? So what? Do you, JJ and um, Ryan, what do you guys think about 
Kentucky playing in Florida uh, this week, and uh, what are what is your are your pitching your score on Florida Kentucky? I'm saying probably ninety ninety four to forty five uh, Florida. It's going to be way closer than that, and Kentucky's going to score more than 45 points, but I do think that rivalry over the years has always been a really fun game to watch when Kentucky and Florida play one another. I think that's uh, going to be a good game, and Florida could certainly win, but I think Kentucky's going to be favored for good reason. So, so who does Bama got to play this week? They play, they're playing, are they playing Arkansas, or is it Mississippi State? Or Alabama this week, they have uh, Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa, and then they go to LSU. So what do you got? So, um, what do you guys think about those two games? Um, I, I like Bama to be A and M at home. Uh, Bama's been pretty good at home. They've been playing better basketballs of late against the lesser competition. Uh, that at, at LSU game will be interesting. LSU might be a, a point or two favorite in that one. Tigers have struggled here in the SEC. They've lost several games in the middle portion there of their schedule, but still a 20-win team overall, and that will be a road game. So that that's, in my opinion, the one that's more losable for Alabama. Is Devon, De, Devon Smith, he's still the number one draft pick, right? Jabari. Jabari Smith? Yeah, he's uh, one of the top three candidates. He's It's not anything official, nothing set in stone, but uh, between him and Chet Holmgren and uh, Paula Mancaro, those, those are the top three guys. What round, what round would uh, would uh, Flanagan get? There's only two rounds, and Alan Flanagan is a junior this season, so if he wanted to come back, he certainly could for one more year of eligibility. If you asked us this time last year, there were some folks that had him projected to be uh, mid-20s, which would be in the first round, and made the decision to come back, and uh, he has hurt his draft stock. So if he left, I don't know necessarily that many people are going to be do, clamoring for Alan do, Flanagan. Do you guys think Kessler will come back? It's going to be difficult to, uh, to to walk away from some of the projections that are out there because he has been really, really impressive. Yeah, what, year, what year is Cambridge? Is Cambridge? Cambridge? I believe he's a junior. Yeah. So he should come back next year probably. Correct. But so so the, the seniors that we're losing is uh, Green Junior and... Um, and then probably is it Caldwell that's his senior? Uh, Wendell Green Jr. is just a sophomore. He only played one year at uh, at Eastern Kentucky. Zep Jasper is the only senior of the big players that have uh, contributed this season for the Tigers. Yeah, that, that's, that's Cardwell's just a sophomore. That's gonna, that's gonna, like uh, Jasper. That's the only senior we're gonna like. Uh, that's gonna hurt us if we lose him. Yeah, he's the only uh, starter that's a senior. Well, hey, baseball. Uh, I've been watching like the scores on baseball on TV, like when, and I haven't seen them on TV. But baseball's doing good. Um, Auburn softball was undefeated until they lost some games. But, They've only um, lost one game, and that was last weekend. But they won all their games this past weekend. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw that uh, for for softball, Florida's thirteen and zero. Yeah, they're having a good team. They're a good season so far. Yeah, hey, uh, I was gonna see JJ um, if he can probably. Uh, I'm looking for some um, baseball Auburn tickets or softball tickets. I just want to know if he can probably hook me up with some. I'll see if I can find some for you. And we'll uh, we'll try to set you up. Yeah, and like, and like I said, next time I I call, 
or something like that, uh, you can um, give them to somebody that, that goes to my mom that church, and they can give them to me and stuff like that. Because I, I like to meet you guys. At yeah, we're at the radio the station, baseball. so if you need to pick them up, you can come do that if we get uh, our hands yeah, on yeah, some. Yeah, I like to meet you guys either at the baseball, at the baseball stadium or the softball stadium and probably now it's a lineup or something like that. And I also like to talk on the radio. People can ask me questions because when once we sell the house, we're going to probably, I'm going to probably move to either Salem a bowling guard. My mom and dad are thinking about doing the same thing too and stuff like that. But uh, I would like to talk to you guys and um, and I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm gonna say this kind of like in a, in a nice way and kind of in a not kind of nice way. Is that wore down Steve? Um, when you guys are trying to talk to him, he interrupts he interrupts you guys. What he needs to do is my dad tells me. To, to do this, and I know Steve's a man, he's a grown man, but he needs to, like, my dad tells me to listen to what you guys are saying. Right. And then I can and I, I can ask questions. Ward down Steve, like I said, I know he's a grown man. I'm not yeah. trying to be mean. I know. But he needs to stop interrupting you guys and listen to you guys, what you guys are saying. Yeah. And I'm, and Ward down Steve, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this, Man, man, the man. Show them, show JJ and them some respect for that Steve. Well, we appreciate that. Mean, well, we, he, 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 he needs to show some yeah, respect. We, we appreciate Wardam Steve, and he, he's done nothing but good things for us, and, and it never comes across that way to us, Matt. So I promise that we're in good graces with him, and, and uh, you're right. He is a very, he's man-to-man conversation from time to time, and uh, we enjoy talking with him. Yeah, but like I said, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to be mean, but he just needs to not argue with you guys to listen to what you guys say and then let him say something. There you go. And like and says, so, but I'm not saying I'm not trying to be mean. I've been saying what my dad has told me to do. And Ward I see just need to show you guys some respect and and stuff like that because like we're all Christians, we all make mistakes. I'm just saying he needs to show you guys some respect. Right. Well, we appreciate that, and uh, we we respect you. We respect him. We respect all our callers. So, Matt, we appreciate the yeah. phone call today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah. If Sean calls, tell him I said, "Hey, he's fired." Okay. And he is, he owes us twenty dollars. I told him last night. I told him last night fun night that he owes us twenty dollars in money. He said he's not going to do it. Okay. Well, we'll try to get that money from Sean then. Okay. Yeah, and until and hey James from Montgomery, if you're listening, War Eagle, and uh, hope I meet, get to see you sometime and meet you. And Matt from Auburn. Agency. Yeah, and Matt from Auburn, they can call if I'm a, if I'm in the studio in Auburn with you guys. They can ask me questions, special questions if, if they want to. I don't mind. Okay. Instead of hey, but look. I have to go because I'm over my limit and stuff for that to talk. But yeah. I want to do. I was going to do a cheer real quick. Let's do it. So and uh, tell Tom and Bill they're still they owe me they owe us they owe us fifty dollars. I'll pass along the message to them when they get in. Okay, I'll pass along my, the message. Tell my man. Tell my man, Devon Reed. 
He'll be back on the show because I miss talking to him. I know. He, his son was born over the weekend, Matt. His son, Trevon Reed Jr., was born. So now he has one daughter and he has one son. So we're well, super excited for him. Tell my congratulations. Okay. I do miss talking to him. Hey, so, so it's you and Ryan, right? Yep. Me and Ryan are going to do the cheer with you, okay? Hey, Ryan, you ready? I'm ready. Five, four, three, two, one. War Eagle. Hey, beat Bama. Booyah. Bama. Bama, we're coming to your field this year in football, and we're going to beat you 96 to 23. Booyah. Booyah. All right, buddy. We'll see you. War Eagle. And like I said, JJ, if you can give me some baseball and softball tickets, I'll I'll I'll, I'll call you next Monday. Okay, we'll and talk to you then. Okay. You guys have a good day. And tell Brooke I said hey. All right, we will see you, buddy. That's our guy Matt from Tallahassee joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Sports call continues in a moment. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. The Abbey Award-winning sports talk show in the state of Alabama. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy and Ryan Lavoie. Tom is with us now. Yes, sir. Excited to have you on the show. How was your weekend, Tom? Oh, weekend was good. Uh, yeah. What'd you get into? Uh, I was in the Auburn Mardi Gras parade on Saturday. Heck yeah! Uh, huge crowd downtown for the yeah. uh, for the Mardi Gras parade. Uh, Did you see Brooke and Wendy? Yes. Did they say hello to you? They did. They, they, were, were, they were there. I like By that. By the time I saw them, we had already run out of stuff to throw. Right. I kept telling our guys, like, we need to conserve. So, <laughs> so the, uh, the, the the route came off a of thatch, and it turns uh, left on Gay Street, uh-huh. um, if anybody's familiar with downtown Auburn. And so it goes up Gay Street and then turns and comes back down College. Well, it was crowded all the way down Gay Street, and I uh, kept telling my guys on the fire truck, "Is like, hey, we need to conserve. You know, once we run out, we're out, and there's going to be huge crowds up towards the end." But yeah, and uh, by the time we got to College Street, we we had thrown everything that we could possibly throw. So I saw them, and I was like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, don't have anything <laughs> thrown." I was just up there waving at people, yeah. like, yeah. "Well, oh. that's a fun way to spend your Saturday." It was good. Uh, uh, look. A little bit of a fright this morning. Not not why I'm late getting in, but uh, uh, <laughs> one o'clock this morning. I get home from work from Fat Eddie's and I'm warming something up on the stove. And uh, I walked away from the stove for a little bit and uh, came back and my stove was on fire. No, <laughs> so uh, used my quick thinking to uh, cover the pot that was on fire and get the other flames out and cut the breaker to it and called auburn fire department so you know of course i have guys a firefighter has to call the fire (laughs) yeah so uh yeah so uh yeah the 
yeah, there's a couple of guys from on the Auburn Fire uh, Department that that showed up at my apartment to uh, just make sure that no flames had spread anywhere and had to vent out some smoke and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, nice that's work. how you spent your Sunday evening. That's how, well, well, my my Monday, Monday morning, morning about one yeah. o'clock about one o'clock this morning. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Fighting fighting a fire in my own kitchen. Did you get some good That's sleep? Why I always after get that? fast food. I did. So. <laughs> I did. I, I got some sleep, but uh, now I'm gonna have to go stove shopping again because my stove burned up. <laughs> Tough. Yeah, Adulting. Uh, yeah. So uh, doesn't sound fun. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm telling you, when I, when uh, when I walked into the kitchen and saw what was happening, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just not something you expect to see. Has he just buried the lead on his worst of the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah i mean sports wise uh got a chance to uh oh goodness i guess that was that was during the week i didn't watch any auburn baseball uh of the yell series but i went up to the parking deck on wednesday the troy game the troy game watched some of that from up on the parking deck saw a guy uh plainsman parking lot kevin ives that's right hung out with kevin ives for a little bit told him we need to get him back on the show uh i i like what i see from this auburn baseball team i know they dropped that game to uh yale but uh you know for a team that has not had a lot of expectations they they seem to be able to hit the ball pretty well uh sonny Deshare is impressive um he's a very impressive guy uh gymnastics very impressed uh watching them on tv uh suny lee just doing just ridiculous things she pulls off another uh pulls off a, another never before done on the college ranks stunt on the uh on the uh, uneven bars does not get the perfect 10 on that but she gets a perfect 10 on balance beam i thought the i thought that bar routine was dead set of 10 i i just I, but I don't know. I guess the judges saw one little thing, but she's she is everything that she has been hyped up to be, and it's exciting. I hope she's still. I hope she sticks around for the rest of her college eligibility. I don't know if she will, but she's fun to watch. Uh, basketball disappointing, but I mean it's a lot of the a lot of the same that we've talked about. Uh, a very a very winnable game in a very hostile environment, but you just can't get it done. Um, I, I've talked about this team before with some of the concerns that I had is that they have these stretches that they just don't play good. They have other stretches where they're fine, but they'll have these longer stretches where they just cannot get it done. And in the second half of that game, you know, Auburn was up at halftime. Uh, they come out, they get up by as much as 11 on Tennessee. And it's like, okay, wow, you know, we, this might happen. And then it just went the tank. I, I mean, they they couldn't buy a shot. They were making, yeah. you know, the the stupid uh, three point shots that you don't need to try to make. Turning the ball over, uh, Tennessee. As uh, I was listening to it on the radio, and uh, it seemed like every shot Tennessee pulled up, you know, like and the rebound is out to uh, it's another Tennessee player. I'm like, goodness gracious, guys! So that long stretch. Auburn was not able to recover from it, and and that what has happened. That's what's happened in these games that they've lost. Is they have not been dominated in these games. Auburn has Auburn has had every single chance to win these games, but unfortunately have these stretches, and in the losses they haven't been able to recover from them. Same thing with Tennessee. Just that long stretch of futility in the second half, and they couldn't recover from it. So time to move on to the Mississippi State game. Everything is still in front of Auburn. 
you can still win the SEC championship outright and, and get the number one seed. Um, you know, NCA. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, uh, you're looking at now a two seed for Auburn. I will say this: the AP poll coming out today is weird, uh, just because it, yeah, the top six loss, but. Auburn and all on the road too. Let's also make that clear. Every, all the top six that lost this uh, we're away this teams. weekend were away teams. However, Auburn only loses by five, but they drop to number five. Arizona gets absolutely smoked by an unranked Colorado team. And uh, let me also back up. Auburn got Auburn got beat by five at a ranked team, right? A very good number seventeen team. Tennessee, right. yeah. Dropped all the way to five. Arizona gets absolutely smoked on the road by an unranked team. They don't move. Gonzaga gets beat by 10. Yeah. They should not be getting beat by anybody in their conference right now, but they get beat by 10. They stay at number one. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is the voters are seeing with Auburn. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what the AP voters think. It all comes down to the selection Sunday, but. Still, it's weird that those two teams get beat as bad as they did and dominated. Auburn drops like they do, and you know they were in it till you know, like I said, that stretch in second half. But whatever. Yeah, it's, we it's got a lot to things. talk about today. Basically, catching up on all things three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. So an eventful past twenty four hours for you, Tom. But we are oh. thrilled that uh, that you're here with us. If things happen chaotic in Tom Peavy's life, the people out there want to call in and chat with him. So they hear Tom Peavy's story, the stove's on fire, a firefighter having to call the fire department, and our next caller called in quite concerned for Mr. Peavy. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Keith from Auburn. Our buddy Keith has called into the show. Hi, Keith. Hey, guys. Hope everybody's doing well. And yes, uh... I, I want to talk with Tom for a minute. <laughs> hey, Tom, first of all, I'm glad uh, everything's okay. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but my, I, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, you being a, a firefighter and all, were you able to set your phone up and video this so you can <laughs> use it as a tutorial on how to put out a, a fire on your stove or, or in the kitchen? I... I no, I did not set my phone up because I was too busy trying to save my uh, apartment from completely burning up. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no video of it. But uh, I, I will be happy to tell people that if you have a grease fire on your stovetop, the absolute worst thing that you can do is put water on it because it will go, it will go boom very badly if you put water on a grease. fire. That would have been my first thought. No. So I'm Here's glad you told me that. Question. So what do you do? You cover it. Or if you have flour, you can pour flour on t- into the pot, and that'll smother it. I did not know that. But what I did is I took a lid and put a lid over the top of it, uh-huh. and then that takes the oxygen out of the pot, and so it puts you smother the fire out. Don't throw water. I really did not know that. Don't throw water on it. It will yeah. make it worse do not, if it's a grease yeah, fire. Yeah, do not put water on a grease fire. I did not know that, Ryan, but I would have been in trouble. That would have been my first Peace reaction. Fire, yeah. yeah, you you would have burned your whole place down. <laughs> well, uh, that that was my follow up question. Did you attack the base of the fire? And it sounds like you were putting the lead over it. You you cut down the oxygen, and and then that probably took care of that. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, co- cover the pot. There were, there were a couple of uh, 
Uh, the face of the stove still had some spots were on fire. It, like, melted the knobs off the stove top and all. But uh, there was, like, one little piece I had to take outside and stomp it out on my back patio. But, uh, yeah, the main part of the fire, just cover it with a cover it with a lid and put the fire out. I've got a and text. Then, and then cut the electricity to What it. were you cooking, Tom? That's a, a popular question that's being asked. Uh, so they were it was leftovers, but what it was, there was a lot of butter in that pan they were leftover sauteed mushrooms but there was butter in there and that butter ignited i didn't even know that this was possible (laughs) my mom i mean holy cow what what an eventful life you live tom (laughs) this is great well if if it could happen if it's going to happen to anybody uh tom's the guy that i'm glad it happened to him exactly you know the rest of us would be uh throwing water on it and, you know, trying to carry the pan out and getting burnt and everything else. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's good. I agree with you, Tom, on one thing. I'm going to jump over to sports for a minute in the rankings. I, I don't I don't get that, the AP rankings. You know, what? You, I think you said it was the top six that lost. Yeah. But yet uh, Auburn falls from, were they two? Auburn was two and dropped to five. Auburn oh, no, was three. Three and dropped to five. Because uh, one was Gonzaga, two was Arizona, and they didn't move after their losses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, none of that makes sense to me. Uh, and, you know, it's great to be ranked, but you make your hay, and you put the hay in the barn come March Madness time, and then that's all Auburn needs to worry about. Um, and, you know, they're still in real good shape. They, they should be fine. However, it's my next point. Guys, I, I did not watch the game. I, I, I was working out on the land and hauling gravel and listening to the game and, and that type of stuff. And when it was all said and done, I, and I got in that evening and pulled up the stats. Wendell Green is a man that is struggling. And he took the second most attempts in that ball game other than I think Jabari Smith and at some point he's got to understand that you got to be a little more selective in shooting the basketball especially when you're in a slump like that yeah. um, I, I you know and it just I don't understand Bruce Pearl why don't you play uh Jasper and KD more. Oh, well, he played KD at the whole time, but uh, and set him for a while. I mean, this guy—he's almost like a, a Russell Westbrook. He just will shoot you slap out of a win. And until he fixes that, whatever that takes to fix that, uh, the guard play, and then don't make no. When you get in the NCAA tournament time. You got to have great guard play to move to, 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 to win in advance with great defense. Auburn's got great defense, but they got to get the guard play. They got to they got to raise that a little bit and get back to where they were about mid-season when you know uh, all three of them was playing as well as they were playing because uh, uh, Wendell Green's hurt the basketball team right now. Are those wind chimes? What's going on in the background, Keith? We're getting yeah, distracted here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out on my backboard. <laughs> it sounded pleasant. I was like, I just wanted to know what the setting was. Yeah, out here on, on the Ponderosa, you know, I got this big back deck, and this is where I hang out most of the time. And 
Uh, yeah, there's some wind chimes about three feet from me. Well, it's sounding great. I like it. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's peaceful out here. I'm, I'm telling you, I think I might have found a uh, underground spring uh, on the property here. I'm not 100% sure yet. I've got to do some more research on that. But uh, <laughs> like I'd know what to do with it if I found right. it. But, uh, you know, uh, that's just, I just enjoy life out here. Neighbors, nobody around me but trees, birds. And I found a, uh, I'll have to, JJ, I'll send you a picture uh, at, at some point. Yeah. I'll but share yeah, it with the guys. I found about eight or nine bones out here on the property. I don't know if it, it, it was a uh, – the bones are too big for a deer. I, I think it could be a cow or it could be a horse or – I don't know what it is. But the, the skull part of it, it's still got some teeth in it. it I, I first thought, well, it might be one of them wild boars or whatever you call them. I'm not a hunter, so, you know, I, I, I you know something would attack me, I, I – I couldn't shoot it. I wouldn't know how. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really amazing, these bones I found. I got them all lined up out there. Keith, Keith know, I have like what? CSI putting it all together. Right? <laughs> Keith, <laughs> I have right seen there. way too many scary movies. You left, you leave those alone, man. Can <laughs> <laughs> I go bury them or put them back where you found them? <laughs> put them back where you found them. <laughs> okay, well, listen, guys. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for taking my phone. Yeah, call. we love your calls, Keith. This is awesome. And, and I was just—I'm glad to know Tom's okay, and and uh, and you know, you guys always do a great job. And you know, I look forward every afternoon. Sometimes I'm driving, uh, and I'm able to listen to you guys. And if I'm out of range, I just uh, go to my app. And, there you uh, go. And and listen to it that way, and run it through my my phone. That's what we like my, to hear. But anyway, guys, y'all. Uh, Y'all have a great day, and uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk soon again. And, Tom, you're my hero, okay? <laughs> I appreciate it. See you, Keith. Y'all have a good one. All right, our buddy Keith from Auburn joining us right there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Excellent call, 334-887-3401. We're going to follow up that great call with another. On the other side of this break, James from Montgomery joins Sports Call. You don't want to miss it. It's coming up next. Tiger 95.9. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson, Tom Peavy, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress hanging out with us. Hello, Brooks. Hello. How was your weekend, sir? Busy. It was busy. busy We've busy, had a busy. lot of things going on here. But uh, exciting. A big, besides basketball, a big weekend in Auburn Athletics this weekend. Got a series opening, or opening home series win uh, for the Auburn baseball team against Yale. So, uh, softball swept their weekend. We got yep. all the wins in the Plainsman invite. Gymnastics had a great Friday night. Equestrian had a good weekend. So overall, except for men's basketball, 
It was uh, it was a pretty good uh, weekend on the planes for sports wise. Yeah, we've also got uh, Auburn women's basketball who suffered a tough loss yesterday against Kentucky, but Definitely they get set up. for the uh, SEC tournament on Wednesday. Their first round matchup in Nashville will be against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let's do this. We're going to get to James in just a moment, but I also want to give some love here as, again, a part of the Sports Call family we all know and love, Trevon Reed, for the year and a half he spent on the program. And uh, big time congratulations to Trevon and Amari as they celebrated the birth of their second child. The one and only Trevon Ray Michael Reed Jr. was born late Saturday, or Thursday, excuse me, and, uh, yeah, so fired up, so thrilled. Have had an opportunity to FaceTime with him a good bit over this past weekend. But uh, we've got a little Trevon Reed Jr. that's walking around in the world right now, guys. And uh, that's pretty amazing, pretty epic already. Do you think he's as good a recruiter as his dad? He's going to be. He's going to be. <laughs> well, before, before that, I guess, he, is he going to be a wide receiver or a D-back? <laughs> I mean, he's got options. He could play basketball, right? His mom's yeah. Amari Jones, who was a standout for the Auburn women's basketball team. I mean, he, he's well, got options you know, Trevon, for sure. Trevon, you know, Trevon's a hooper. He, he, he played in high exactly, school. Exactly, exactly. And he still claims he's the best basketball player to walk the earth so oh, well. and you know Teron Reed Jr. TJ is what they're going to call him TJ is going to have a whole lot of confidence so yeah big time congrats to our buddy T. Reed on the birth of his first son. Uh, there have been some videos that have been posted online of his daughter True getting to meet TJ for the first time and that's adorable in itself but uh, yeah be thinking about the Reeds they've got two kids under two and so uh, going to be uh, pretty eventful I'm sure. Yeah the picture of True Holding uh, <laughs> yeah. TJ, let's go. Uh, it's awesome. Love that. It's awesome. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 should you want to call in to be a part of the program as we go back to our phone lines. James from Montgomery. And James has called into today's show. Hello, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah, I just saw uh, yesterday of the women's basketball team uh, losing to uh, Kentucky. That was a terrible terrible loss for Auburn women's basketball. I was, you know, right there with them, you know, cheering them on, trying to make them, trying to win, but it just didn't work out for the Auburn women's basketball team as well. Yeah, when you're going up against uh, Ryan Howard, one of the top uh, projected WNBA picks, it's uh, it can be difficult at times, but uh, they, they did fight their, their hearts out and uh, unfortunately, ended the season with a with a loss, but they'll try to redeem themselves uh, this week at the N- uh, SEC tournament when they take on Alabama. Yeah, because I'm actually going to be um, for the month of March. I'm going to be actually putting Auburn actually in the women's bracket for uh, that tournament when they play against Alabama as well, and seeing if they're going to win against Alabama. So I'm just trying to see if it's like a give and take between now. And uh, next week as well. So, do you have them in the the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament? I have them actually going in into the big dance in the in the NCAA tournament as well. That's going to take a, a big step in the SEC tournament. They're going to have to basically win the whole thing and beat uh, some of the top teams in the country to be able to get into that tournament. So, I, I like the confidence though. Yeah, so I'm I'm just going to see how they're going to do um, before the uh, before the NCAA tournament. I'm going to just see how they're going to actually do um, before they get to the big dance as well. And then on the men's side of things, I'm just actually going to see how we're going to do against Mississippi State and South Carolina before we actually go uh, to the uh, NCAA tournament as well. 
Yeah, I think uh, it's obviously a big week for the Auburn men's team. They can clinch an SEC championship in the regular season. They can clinch a share of it if they win uh, on Wednesday against Mississippi State and then, of course, can clinch it outright if they win both games. So uh, Auburn's taken a couple tough losses recently, but still number one in the SEC. Yes, because I do have Auburn actually favor as a 75% on the FPI uh, rankings to actually win um, both games as well. So I'm just trying to see if we're going to actually have um, both games actually um, as a win with uh, Mississippi State and uh, South Carolina. And those two wins on our schedules, are, they're going to be an easy, an easy team, actually, because I think last week I saw uh, some mistakes from Mississippi State and some mistakes from South Carolina because I was just actually studying uh, their games when they were playing last week. So I'm just trying to see from their side and seeing if Auburn is actually going to uh, stop Mississippi State and South Carolina as well. No doubt. They've got a busy week of basketball to be played on Wednesday and Saturday, and we'll see how all of that uh, happens for Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Did you see the exciting news for Trevon Reed and his family? Yes, I actually did. I actually uh, saw that on uh, my Twitter feed, and I actually uh, tweet out a big, big congratulations to our Auburn uh, brother and uh, Trevon Reed and his wife. And uh, that's a really good uh, observation to actually see uh, him to actually have a beautiful son as well. Yeah, he's I mean, got a son and a daughter now, so he's got two kids. Yeah, so I, um, I was going to FaceTime him, but I don't know um, how to do that as well. So just uh, just uh, tell him that I'm going to FaceTime him sometime real soon on um, on Facebook Live as well. Okay, we'll pass along the message for sure and, uh, and make sure he's ready for that opportunity for you. So I, I don't know. Are, are you excited to be a dad one day, James? <clears throat> Uh, yes, I'm actually thinking about it, and um, I'm just going to see how uh, what God has planned for me in the near future as well. Have you talked about that with Marie? Yes, we've actually talked about that, and um, we're just trying to see um, how things are actually going to be uh, working out. What has so. been said in those conversations? Um, she's very excited to be a mother, and uh, we're just going to take uh, one day at a time. That's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it. So, you got any names picked out? Um, no, we're just uh, working through a lot of uh, names right now at this moment. So I'll just um, you know, let y'all know when those names come available. Perfect, perfect. Anything else on your mind in the sports world? Uh, yes. Well, actually, I've been hearing a lot about um, Aaron Rodgers, and I've been hearing a lot of different things that Aaron Rodgers might stay with the Green Bay Packers or he might be traded on the offseason to a different team. But if it was me, I'll probably stay with the Green Bay Packers and just probably just stay with them for another year, and then just probably give him his green jacket and just send him send him on his way to the Canton, Ohio. You know, send him to the Hall of Fame as well. He he's one of the greatest one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and I think he should stay as a Green Bay Packer as well. For me, as a Dallas fan as well. Why is his jacket green? No, no. I mean, I mean, well. Let me rephrase that. I mean, to give him, like, his gold jacket. His you know, gold to, jacket. Okay, his Hall yeah. of Fame jacket. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, his Hall of Fame jacket as well to to actually be up there with some of the great, great uh, Green Bay Packer uh, legends, you know, that, that played before him. And if he actually do make it to the Hall of Fame, I think they should put him – I think they should put his bust next to um, Brett Favre as well. Okay. And – 
and actually, you know, those two guys, they, they're really right there side by side, you know, talking a lot of different things as well. Well, you need to go to our Twitter feed, James. You need to go to the Sports Call Twitter page and wish a very mm-hmm. happy birthday to one of your favorite athletes. Do you know whose birthday it is today? Mm-mm. Luca. It's Luca Doncic's birthday today. So you need to go to our oh. Twitter feed and wish him a happy birthday. He's turning 23 sure. years old. I sure would uh, do that as well. I almost forgot about my my Dallas Mavericks uh, birthday uh, guy. I saw him uh, last night actually um, playing. Uh, pretty much, it was a it was a really good uh, idea for him to actually win a good uh, win for the Dallas Mavericks on his birthday yeah. yesterday. Yeah, if he came up with that idea, that's pretty good. So his birthday's today, but uh, a good way to get into your birthday by picking up a win like that over the Warriors last night. So happy birthday to Luca. Make sure you go on Twitter and wish him a happy birthday, okay? I sure would do that. That's awesome. All right, well, uh, anything else on your mind? Um, no, I don't have anything else, but I would uh, talk to y'all on Tuesday. What kind of uh, you. What, what kind of car do you drive, James? Um, I don't have a car right now. What's your favorite car? Mine would actually have to be a Nissan 350Z sports model. Oh, wow, you answered that quickly. Yeah. What do you like about that car? Um, it's a it's a pretty nice car as well. Okay, I like it. I like it. That's pretty cool, man. All right, well, tell Marie we said hello, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle. Our buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 to be a part of the program. All right, let's keep these phone calls going as we move through hour number one of today's show. Joining us now on the Auburn Bank phone line is... Daryl from Auburn. Daryl has called into today's program. Hi, Daryl. Hey, guys. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Another day in paradise. What about you? I'm pretty good. Uh, was it Ryan LaVoy that had the stove fire? That was Tom Peavy. Oh, Tom Peavy. Well, this is out of Tom Peavy on Get the Sports. Um, I don't know. If the property management company won't replace the stove and you have to purchase it out of pocket, Habitat for Humanity Restore Store is a great resource. They have mm-hmm. used appliances, and some of them are in great shape. Right. And then... I'm sorry, what? Oh, I, no, I was, I was letting you finish. I was just saying I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. It will come out of pocket, though. I own the, I own the place, so, uh, yeah. I gotta, oh, I, you said apartment. I, if you own it, I guess it would be a condo. Yeah, it's a con, Yeah, it's a condo that I own. Okay, and across the street, I know I don't want to uh, make anybody mad at the uh, business end of the program, but uh, across the street, there's appliance uh, sales that, dealing new appliances and i've known them to beat the big box stores lowe's and home depot on pricing i got you and if you you know where the habitat humanity store is i do okay right across the street is uh they sell new appliances you can't miss it um back to y'all gonna have the best and worst of the weekend of course you got something for us i do what you got well it was a very disappointing loss uh for the basketball program right um, I wish if we were to lose, it would be like the Florida game. <laughs> I don't like losing anyway. But the best is... Yeah, we lost to both hour... teams, so that's not good. What's the best? Uh, in a four-hour span, I got to meet Coach Pearl and Suni Lee. No way. No way. How did that happen? I took a, a 
part-time job at a previous employer. It's a downtown restaurant. I'm not going to say their name. You know, I don't want to, again, make uh, uh, the business in man. Okay, you're uh, fine to say that here, but if I understand. Well, no, it's, it's Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> All right, down there on College Street? No, 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 the one downtown Auburn across from the, all the six-story buildings. Okay, yeah, 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 gotcha. And then uh, I've, uh, uh, I was in a construction accident. Just to make ends meet, I had a part-time job there as a grill op. And uh, they're so hard up for help, I put in an email to Human Resources, and I was hired within two days. And How about that? Was like, well, I was the guy that cooked bacon a couple of years ago, or three years ago. But he's like, well, we don't, you know, I just said, Saturday and Sunday first shift, that's the only thing I could work. I saw, he's like, well, we don't have any grill lot positions, but you could be the door core. I was like, the door core? What is that? What is and that? I did, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my question, you know, but I'm about to answer that. I come in at 7, and then I get this little bucket of bleach water and a, a, a hand rag, and then I wipe the tables down, check the bathrooms, and then as people come in, I say, well, Waffle House, would that be dining or takeout? And uh, the response is so overwhelming at Waffle House downtown. Like yesterday, we had a line out the door. You know, this is about a 40 minute wait. But uh, I was busy, and Coach Kroll came in. I didn't want to uh, bore him with basketball questions or embarrassing. But, you know, I said, hey, guys, what's going on? Everything going okay? And he gave us all a $10 tip. He's generous. I uh, like that. Yeah, no, that, and I, I talked to a musician friend of mine that works downtown. And I was like, yeah, I saw Bruce Pearl. And Tony's like, oh, yeah, I met him several times at Hamilton. (laughs) 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 And then uh, about three hours later, uh, Cindy Lee came in. And then I I greet everybody the same, even if it was you and Ryan LaVoy and T. Ron Reed. Hey, guys, welcome to Waffle House. You know, we got a little bit of a wait. Let me take your name and party size. And then I asked her that. She goes, Sudi. I said, how many is in your party? She says, four. She, she saw the long line. She thought, well, how long will it take to be seated? I said, well, I apologize. It'll be about 30 or 40 minutes. And she was very gracious. She's like, no, I think we'll go somewhere else. I said, okay. But uh, not not that often you get to see uh, a great coach and great Auburn athlete. Right. And a gold medalist. Morning. Right. Yes, yes. At Waffle House, of all places. <laughs> well, they got to eat somewhere. I know. I love Waffle House. <laughs> Yeah. So now we're well, going to have to come visit you Saturdays and Sundays first shift. Then what is that? What is that time frame, Daryl? Uh, Seven o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, if they're short on the help, which is very often, they stick me on meats and waffles. <laughs> but I've got the easiest job in town. You know, it doesn't pay a lot, but I mean. As far as food service, you know, I get to talk to people. That's where I used to get in trouble all the time. You know how I talk. But, uh, yeah, and I think Auburn's very fortunate to have world-class coaches and athletes, you know. And we got a little bit of drama on our side, but it happens in every program right. you know, or, or college. Right. But, uh, anyway. That would be a best of the weekend, then. That's very good. Oh, yeah. And then, I, uh, in addition to Coach Burl's tip, I got a $2 tip from uh, – just a, a ordinary Joe, you know. So evidently, I'm doing something right, or like Waffle House. <laughs> I know <laughs> something. Well, I did get a haircut, and I look respectable, so maybe that's all part of it. So. You, you still rocking the sports call shirt every now and again? 
I'm sorry, what now? I said, are you still wearing the sports call shirt every now and again? Yeah, yeah, but they're all wearing out. <laughs> <I need laughs> we got to get you restocked then. <laughs> yeah, I need a restock. Well, the white ones are terrible because I wear them at work, and then the gray ones, I, I, that's my special. You know, I got about four or five of them. I, I, that's the only thing I wear, except uh, at Waffle House, I have to wear a black shirt. So you need to come out with either a black or a solid white t-shirt at your next remote there you go we'll be able to do that for you then daryl that's awesome all right well you i know you got to get the birthday in sports but anyway i enjoy listening to you guys and i just want to share something with you yeah thank you for the call today daryl this was great we'll talk soon okie dokie all right our buddy daryl from auburn joining us on the program and that brings the first hour of our show to a close you never know what to expect on auburn's first auburn's favorite sports talk show I personally love every single one of our callers. Alongside Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Ryan LaVoy, I'm JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson alongside Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Ryan LaVoy. And I'll speak for all of us. That first hour flew by. I mean, wire to wire with all the calls that we had. So good to hear from everybody as we continue to recap the weekend that was in the wide world of sports. Let's keep the phone calls coming as we go back to our Auburn Bank phone line. Joining us now, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve now joins us here on today's program. Hello there, Steve. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, look, since, uh, you know, the old saying is uh, misery loves company. Yes. I thought I'd give you guys a call. <laughs> Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the uh, Pitt-Visible thing, uh, I, I think I have to get maybe some stronger medications. So let's get after it. First, guys, you know, uh, I heard Matt's comments, and Matt, I want to assure you, uh, I respect all the, uh, the people on, on this radio show's broadcast and all the callers. We second uh, that. Yep. Uh, but if you guys ever think I'm being disrespectful, you can call me out on it. Absolutely. You know up. we will, Steve. You've All been right, fine. Let's move on. Let's move on. Tom. Yes. A uh, member of the uh, volunteer fire department, right? That's it. 
All right, I heard about your little fire there. Uh, now, I used to, before I got into the professional field, I got into the uh, licensed counselor. I used to actually sell something called fire extinguishers. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. tell me, tell me, please, that you do or do not have a fire extinguisher available in your place. I, I do have a fire extinguisher. Fortunately, I did not have to use it on this on this occasion. Okay, so you chose not to use it. All right, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I put the uh, I, I put the lid over the uh, pot that was on fire, and that put the fire out, and everything else was everything else was pretty easy. Didn't need to didn't need to do the fire extinguisher route. Okay. Now, on the other hand, I do have concerns about yourself now, JJ. Uh, I would recommend strongly that you get yourself a small portable fire extinguisher because uh, otherwise, uh, you may make uh, maybe the wrong. Uh, decision about how to put up a fire. That's right. That's right. I do have one in the in my house. I've got a fire extinguisher. Uh, don't necessarily know that I know what to do. Uh, that's why I've got Tom Peavy as uh, my first call in in case anything happens. So, well, yep. I would recommend that you get an ABC fire extinguisher. Right, Tom? Yes, ABC. Good deal. All right. <laughs> Speaking of fire extinguisher, guys, what's it going to take for our team to extinguish this really? Bad trend. Very clever, on. Steve. Wow, look at you with the setup. Yeah, well, how are we going to stop? I mean, I'm just reading this uh, column here today from Nathan King. Maybe you read it. What went wrong for <coughs> Auburn on the boards of Tennessee? Have you read it? I have not read it. Well, uh, Brooks Childress and the rest of you guys, you know, I watched the game. And, and Tom, I, I know you made the comments. We had a 11-point lead. I thought we were sitting pretty. Yeah, seemed that way. And then... And then you know what hit the fan, right? A little bit of everything. Couldn't buy a shot, couldn't get a rebound, kept turning the ball the over. Rebound. Here's how bad. This is what I think basically locked the game. It was 54-31 to 31 when it comes to the rebounding. Yeah. That's not how you win a basketball game. So I'm asking you guys. I mean, this is not a, you know, uh, a shadow kind of rhetorical question because I don't know. Now, my son who played basketball, Haskell, tells me, and I rebutted him on that. I challenged him. He said, our team is weak, mentally weak. I said, no, I don't agree with that assessment. A mentally weak team, you tell me guys if he's right or I'm right, mentally weak team throws in the towel and they get blown out uh, on the road. Uh, and they don't make a fight at the end to come back, uh, which Auburn has, has Auburn's not been blown, been blown out in the road games. They've lost one by... Uh, five, of course, this past weekend. We've lost one in overtime by, what, one or two points? Yeah. We lost to Florida by one. So that, to me, is not a sign of mental weakness. But guys tell me, you know, <clears throat> is my assessment uh, incorrect because of my Auburn uh, you know, glasses, or is my son correct about uh, that um, we're a mentally weak team? I don't think this team's mentally weak. I think you've seen them fight all year long. You you know, up until uh, the, uh, you know, this, this past game, it was Auburn was undefeated in uh, in regulation. They went to overtime. They fought their way back in games that they uh, they had a chance of losing, and they won a lot of games. And the, the games they didn't, it took to overtime. So I don't think this team is mentally weak. I think that it was uh, on Saturday. It was a fact of you hit that what we've seen all year, and I I, I don't know how to fix it. Uh, but you you hit that second half lull that Auburn seems to always hit at some point during the games and everything just kind of snowballed from there and they just they they didn't have an answer for it until late in the game when they tried to make make a comeback but at that point uh Tennessee had the momentum in front of 20,000 of the uh, fans in orange and 
it was just a little bit too late for that comeback to to finish off. Well, that's what I want to find out, guys. Okay, again, this is not a rhetorical question. I'm just not that smart, but I'm hoping what has happened to Coach Pearl and the rest of the staff that they haven't found a way to stop this from continuing this spiraling of people taking just wild shots. And if you watch a game, you saw Wendell Green. I said, don't do it anymore, Wendell. He kept doing it, just taking wild three-point shots. And then the effort on rebounding, as soon as that ball uh, missed, uh, I don't know how, they had a lot of misses on Tennessee's side, but they would always somehow manage to get about 75-80% of those rebounds. What what needs to happen, guys? What are we not doing that Bruce Pearl is not correcting for that uh, is correctable or is it not correctable? Is this what we can expect from here on out? I think a lot of the big shots that you see, you know, like you said, the ones that you, you watch Wendell walk up and you say, don't take that shot, and he does. I, I think that's, you know, you, you get to that point where, to start with, you start to hit a lot of shots and you get a little bit, you know, you get confidence behind you. And then if you miss a few of those big ones, then it can start to snowball real quick. But then also, you know, some of those big deep threes that you, you see taken, uh, those, those are more shots that are you're trying to get back into the game. You're trying to grab someone. The, a, a logo three is great when you can hit it, but it, and especially if you're down and you hit a logo three, that can give you a lot of a lot of confidence. That can pump your team up. That can pump your fans up, and it can really take the wind out of uh, you know a, a crowd, a hostile crowd that you're on the road against. But if you get reliant on those to try to grab some of that momentum back, that's I think that may be where you're you're hitting the problem is you try to hit one of those big shots to grab momentum, and then it, it's just not falling when you need it to. Okay, so what does it mean when we were out re- rebounded? Because it was atrocious in the second half, uh, fifty-four to thirty-one. You know how was it that Tennessee's players were always in the right place, in the right position to get those their missed shots, and we couldn't do it. Uh, Rick Barnes is a great coach. He's, he's, he's obviously he's coached them up to run in there and grab those rebounds and be aggressive on the boards. And Auburn just wasn't as aggressive as Tennessee was well, on Saturday. I mean, what explains that? Why aren't we just as aggressive? Because you know, up until last week of this Saturday's game, Rick Barnes couldn't do crap against uh, Bruce Pearl. He 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 owned him. Yeah, I think that it, you know it, it could be a. a a combination of you know well like I said Tennessee they they just outmanned the the Tigers down low it, it, Auburn just couldn't get guys down there they did a really good job of boxing out and everything um, but on the other hand you know you look at it and we've gotten into some situations this year where you've got guys like uh, you know Jabari Smith going in there more specifically Walker Kessler going in there and they start to get into foul trouble uh, when they go down low and you can kind of get a little bit timid if you start to see some fouls called if you're a player you can get a little bit timid to go down there and fight for that ball as much as some of the other players if you're not getting the fouls called their way because you can get to foul trouble really really quickly in the paint yep and of course uh, our foul free throw shooting has, uh, has not been stellar, uh, to say the least. And uh, now we're facing a team, uh, I didn't think that they're great, but at least the staff, apparently uh, we have not had a winning record at all or anywhere near it in Starkville. We're 14-29 at uh, Humphrey Coliseum. I just read that. Were you guys aware of that? I didn't know it was that bad, but I, I did know. You know, you, you look at when you look at the SEC schedule and you look at when it's first released. You see where Auburn has to go on the road. There's a handful of arenas around the league that you say that you automatically think, oh, that's a place that Auburn struggles. And I just when you I think about it right off the top of my head, Colonial Life Arena, uh, the Swamp. 
uh, Ole Miss's arena and the Mississippi State are some of the ones that I immediately think of. I'm like, yep, yeah, Auburn kind of struggles on the road at those places. And I, I, I guess I want to get your thoughts on this too, guys. You know, we were on a 19-win winning streak. In fact, we were undefeated at one point on the road. So what explains, you know, and that was before the, the team I thought would have the chemistry that they should have now. I, I don't get it. I thought the chemistry now should be a lot better. People should know each other's, you know, moves, uh, their their positions, you know, where they're expected to, to be at a lot better than they would at the beginning of the season, and yet it seems just not that way at all. What what gives, guys? Explain it to me. Um, I mean, I'll I'll take part of that argument and uh, turn around. You've you've had, uh, you know, it's you went undefeated for a long time. You're two games away from the SEC tournament now, and uh, for everybody. And so you have a whole season's worth of film for other teams. So when you go on the road and it's, you know you go on the road to some, a team that is capable of beating you, i.e. The, the Florida game, the Arkansas game, the Tennessee game, uh, within the past couple weeks, uh, those teams are, you know, like I said, very decent basketball teams, and they've got a whole season's worth of film on you. And so I don't think it's necessarily Auburn that is that they're not gelling together because we've seen them gel together, we've seen them play well together. It is. I don't think it's an it's a you know an Auburn chemistry problem. I, I think it's more of the teams are starting to figure them out. You've got a whole season's worth of t- of, of film on them, and you're starting to get to the point where everybody kind of knows what you want to do with the basketball. Well, Brooks on the same point. Doesn't Coach Pearl have the film on all of our opponents? Yeah, absolutely. And yet we're not somehow taking advantage of of that information somehow, but they're taking advantage of information on us? Well, so the thing is... Auburn is still playing good defensively. They they were not and as, they're still the number one team yeah. in the SEC and but still guard, number five in the country. Play, guys, our guard play is just starting to really really uh, be troubling yeah. and suspect. You know what people are doing, right? They're they're, they're focusing on what we're going to stop. Who? Jabari and Kessler. Sure. Well, and that, and that's what you have to do. That that's what teams are doing. They they've been able to take <clears throat> excuse me. They've been able to take away that high low game and the easy baskets, and they're forcing Auburn to have to shoot a lot more from the perimeter. The fact is, Auburn they're not a good shooting team. They they really haven't been all season long, outside of a couple of games. <clears throat> excuse me, outside of a couple of games, they they've not been a good shooting team from outside. And so that was the key to the puzzle. If, if you're another team, is if you can figure out a way to take away those easy baskets and force Auburn to shoot from the perimeter, then you stand a good chance because they're not a good shooting team. And that's what has happened is you're putting a lot more pressure on the guards to keep you in games and win games for you. And they're just they're overall just not a good shooting team. So I mean, it, they've it's played right into the hands of of the other teams in defense. Auburn is still doing fine on on their defensive end. I mean, they're not getting blown out of these games. They're not getting you know a hundred spot put on them. So the defense is fine. It's just they they can't seem to generate enough offense right now to to withstand some of these runs that are getting made on them. Well, I was confident. You know, I heard you heard me, Tom said I thought this was Final Four team. Uh, still I'm might not be confident anymore. Uh, I, you know, hopefully they will. But the point guards have got to do something. You know, at one point, like in the Ole Miss game, what happened to Zep in the Tennessee game? He never attempted one shot, yet he made five out of seven three-pointers against Ole Miss. But he never even attempted to, attempt to take one. Uh, I don't understand that at all. Uh, guys, was was he uh, just, uh, uh, I don't know, timid, uh, not willing? He didn't think. But he never attempted one shot, did he? I, you know, I, I'm not in his head, so I don't know. I mean, it may have been one of those 
for all I know, during shoot-arounds, he may have been struggling during shoot-arounds and, and lost some confidence. It may have just been he just wasn't feeling it. He just wasn't seeing it. I you know, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are. Um, but, I mean, you could say that for the rest of them, too. I mean, there were times that Katie Johnson had time, chances that maybe he should have taken a shot, and he didn't. So, um, I, I, you know, I don't know. They, they've just – whenever they decide to take the shots, they've got to get – They've got to try to start making. I say try to start making them. I mean, they're not trying to miss them, but they they got to start knocking down some of these shots. Um, I mean, that's that's that, that's simply it. I mean, they've they've got to just start making shots. And and well, we and, and when they t- and when they take threes, the one thing I do agree are these, you know, heat check threes when you're struggling. It's like you don't need a heat check three right now. If you're gonna shoot a three, you need to at least make sure you got the help down there to help to get a rebound, because otherwise it's a wasted possession. If you just throw a three up and you miss it, there's nobody even to really contend for for a rebound, and so it's just a wasted possession. And I think right now Auburn has way too many wasted possessions. And I'm hoping the guys, you know, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what is the staff not doing yet that they need to be doing, or maybe they think this is all that. That they can do. I, I don't know, but Bruce is way too smart uh, to keep letting this happen. Yet he even says, uh, in fact, one of the reporters asked about what was going on. He says, "If I knew, I'd be doing it." Well, that that wasn't a very encouraging comment, was it? No. He said, "If I knew what to do, I'd be doing it." Wow! Uh, come on, coach. You know, I thought I was hoping you would know what to do, uh, but whew. okay. Uh, so, uh, you guys, you know, we've got the Mississippi State game coming up. Team rankings. Uh, for that's where it gives us a 66% chance of winning, uh, whatever um, that that means there. Uh, then I look, guys, and you made those comments too. Uh, that you know, I'm glad they don't matter. But to me, the lack of respect for Auburn to me is just to me so blatant. You saw the uh, ESPN's BPI rankings. No, what were I they? I didn't see the BPI. No. The BPI rankings, which I'm, a, I'm 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 not giving any credence anymore. They have. One through ten, Gonzaga, Houston, Kentucky, Villanova, Kentucky now, number three, Villanova, Arizona, Tennessee, Baylor, Duke, Purdue, who got blasted, uh, and Kansas, number ten, who also lost. We're not even top ten anymore, according to the BPI rankings. So then I go over to, I guess it's a different kind of ranking, to ESPN's uh, power rankings. Um, there's a different, by Jeff Borzello, who came out today, and apparently... Uh, he sees us as not being, uh, I guess, that, uh, I guess, formidable in the rankings either. So he has Gonzaga number one, Arizona number two, I'm sorry, Arizona number three, Baylor number two. Okay, I'll give him that. Kansas number four, who's 23 and five, by the way, uh, and Duke, who's 25 and four. I know you love him, JG, number five, and then we're number six. Okay, so. I don't know what credibility they use for those rankings. You know, we're a four-loss team. That's it. The other teams ranked above us are five five-loss teams. Um, I don't even make sense of this. This is pretzel logic, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a it, with the Auburn in the rankings. It's a kind of a combination on the fact that Auburn just has not looked good of late uh, when they're on the road, and also kind of a predictive type thing of. Well, I mean, when you get to the SEC tournament and you get to the NCAA tournament, Auburn's not going to be playing in front of its home crowd. And right now they've shown that they're struggling away from Auburn Arena. So I think a lot of these voters and, and things like that are, are see that, and that's kind of 
why Auburn tends to find themselves falling. Well, Tom, the observation you must make, I can make for the teams that they elevated. Okay? Uh, what are you doing getting blown out by 16 points on the road to unranked Colorado? No, I, no, 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 I, I agree. Okay. I, I, I think there are some things Gonzaga, there. But on the road gets beaten by double digits by who? St. Mary's. Yeah, sure. Yes, I, I get so that. So why don't those losses uh, get looked at by Auburn looking, you know, to losing by five points on the road to, to a ranked Tennessee team as being, well, that, that, was, a, uh, that was a decent loss. I, the only thing that I can say with that is they have been winning their games. Gonzaga's, Gonzaga has not lost since they got beat by Alabama at the beginning of the season. Because they play nobody. Well, well, you say that, but I mean, that, and maybe, but they just got beat by St. Mary's. But the Who's thing, St. Mary's? The uh, number 23 team in yeah, the country? number 23 okay. team in the country. Are they Kentucky? No. Which, which oh, we beat. Goodness. Okay. Well, uh, are they uh, Alabama? We should be twice. Li- li- no. Well, Steve, li- listen to what I'm saying. Part of the reason the Auburn is dropping is because they keep losing road games. They keep losing. They keep losing to Florida. They keep losing to Arkansas. They keep losing to Tennessee. They keep losing road games. These other three, teams. Three these, road games. Three road games. Yeah, in a row. Okay. In a row. So it's okay to get blown out by an unranked team. team uh, that doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, in the way they're looking at it, is it, it's a slip up. It's not something they have been doing. They lost a road game, but they've been winning all their others. Auburn, on the other hand, keeps losing every time they get away from Auburn Arena. But so so what looks so what looks like right one up? one slip well again what looks worse one slip up or three losses in a row I, I three losses three losses in a row three losses in a row sound a lot worse to me than a slip up in one road game okay well, I'll tell you who really thinks that we have a chance to make the final four and that's the people who make their money off of they don't give a darn uh, who who uh, who's good or not good or who other people are. NCAA's basketball championship odds, according to Vegas Insider. Okay? Have you seen them? Have not. We're in the top five. Gonzaga has the best odds, of, uh, according to them, of making it to the uh, uh, Final Four, or winning it. Arizona's number two. Kentucky, which is surprising, they have number three best odds. Purdue number four, and Auburn's number five. By the way, J.J., your Blue, uh, Blue Devils are number uh, six right underneath us. Yes, sir. So, at least Vegas thinks we're a worthy opponent to, to actually have the, the, the top five odds uh, going on there. Uh, I trust their, uh, their, their, their predictions and their, uh, I guess, value of Auburn and the, all these other BPI rankings and, and whatever you, uh, you have here. But all we got to do is win, right, guys? That's right. Win. And it shouldn't be a struggle, but it's going to be a struggle again against New State. Is that how you see it? I don't know if it's going to be a struggle. Struggle. I think Auburn should win this game by you know maybe eight to ten points against Mississippi State. I don't you know Auburn's a much better team than Mississippi State, but you are going onto the road, and as you mentioned earlier, it's a place that Auburn hasn't played very well in the past few times they've been over to, to the hump, and so I would not be shocked. Twenty nine. Yeah. Twenty nine is the record. I would not be shocked if it was closer than eight eight to ten points, but I, I think that right now, if you had to, if you were making me put a line on it, I'd say anywhere from eight to ten points for the Tigers. All right, Steve, okay. your time's up today. We got to get to a break All here. Right. On our brighter side, thank goodness we are the everything school. Baseball, softball, and gymnastics beat Kentucky, and the highest scores ever. We broke our, SC, uh, our Auburn history record in gymnastics. Right? Amen. Yep. 
All right, so we got that going for us, and uh, who knows uh, what else uh, maybe uh, will come our way. And War Eagle to Trevon Reed Jr. Oh, yeah. I hope. Uh, did you guys uh, give a call? I did. I have, I've gotten to FaceTime with him and his little one, and they're doing very, very well. All right, good to know. Good to hear. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. I know my time is way up, and uh, hope you guys until have a tomorrow. Soon. And watch out for those uh, fires there, okay, Mr. Tom? I, I, I'll make sure of it. Pay attention to the stove, man. All right. Until tomorrow, guys. Have a safe afternoon and evening. And War Eagle always. War Eagle. Our buddy retired War Dam Steve joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. So good to hear from him and that he takes time to call into our program. Let's take a commercial break. On the other side of this break, we talk more about what's going on in the world of sports. Back in a moment on Sports Call. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger Have some fun on this Monday sports call, Tiger 95.9 FM. If you want to be a part of the show, 334-887-3401 to join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. It's time for a giveaway. Super fun things taking place right now on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Here's what we're giving away. Super awesomeness. Not cooking lessons from Tom. Right. I don't no, really, I can I, give those. I can, I can also I can give plenty of cooking lessons. Of what to do and what not to do. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want this to turn into like a slander of Tom Peavy. I'm only I like I like to have the authority to where I'm the only person that can do that. Yeah, that's right. And just remind him that he's old and bald and well, it's it's no. What it's going to be is it's going to be like the Office episode where um, what's his name the intern or the the temp uh, burned down caught set fire in the building with the microwave. Oh, okay. So that's what you're going to be. You're going to be the temp. The temp. Yep. Okay. Well, All right, Tom. Long you as started I'm, the fire. As long as I'm not fired. Gosh, what is, should we play that song? Ah, <laughs> uh, who sings that? Because it's a good one. Uh, who sings "We Didn't Start the Fire"? Who sings it? <laughs> who sings it, Brooks? I really Bill, am trying Billy to remember. Joel. That's right. That's right. Tom okay. Started the fire. He was getting so anxious about who sings it. <laughs> it was All right, so burning. we've got a giveaway here. What are we giving away? One might ask. Any reason to use the drum roll? I'm all for it. Uh, we're giving away four Auburn baseball tickets for tomorrow's game against Alabama State. Four Auburn baseball tickets to tomorrow's game against Alabama State. First pitch set for 6 o'clock. You got to come by our station and pick them up. It's on uh, South College Street. To win those tickets, you need to be our third caller. 334-887-9999. We're going to have you call the main line. 
and our buddy Javon will answer the phone for you. Third caller gets the tickets, 334-887-9999 for four Auburn baseball tickets versus Alabama State. Again, 334-887-9999 to get those tickets. All right, guys, as we move forward in our program, talking about everything going on in the wide world of sports, I'm J.J. Jackson alongside Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy. Ryan, I'm going to turn it over to you. And then I'm going to go hang out with Javon for a moment and likely congratulate someone on winning some baseball tickets. Uh, Tom was talking a little bit earlier about the newest AP poll, and I want you to have some thoughts and commentary because Steve was bringing it up and and kind of show people where we're at right now. Um, yeah, so definitely some frustration with just um, teams that all lost one through six. Some of them did not move. Auburn obviously moved back two. I think it's more of a product of the last few weeks with them because for some of the teams that just lost up there with them, like Arizona and Gonzaga, they had not lost in a long time. Now, obviously, Gonzaga does not play a lot of teams that really anyone up in the top ten would be losing to. Um, St. Mary's is the is the second-best team in that conference, and I think there's probably only one more tournament team in that conference, period. So, um, you know, that's part of it with them. Arizona had won a bunch in a row. Um, I, I think the mo- the more frustrating thing uh, is not that they're those two teams up top are not moving. It's just the team, uh, at least one of the teams that jumped Auburn was Duke, and that's not coming at it as some anti-Duke statement, but that is, to me, when you look at what they did, yay, they beat Syracuse last weekend, and they, they beat somebody else in the midweek. The ACC is not good this year. And Duke, while they have a ton of talent, they have, I believe, the same conference record that Auburn has. But the ACC is far weaker than what the SEC is this year. Duke is getting this acknowledgement because of the guys that have draft stock on the team because of their projected talent level and then just because of their brand. But I I feel like with – you know, jumping from eight, what well, eight or seven something to to four, just for beating Syracuse by a lot. You know, I and, and I think they beat Virginia in the midweek. I think that's what. Neither one of those teams are close or tournament teams, especially not Syracuse. Virginia might be in the NIT, but right. you know they're not playing anybody uh, to warrant just a automatic jump of half the teams uh, that have the same record as they do. So and and now that's not saying Duke can't accomplish great things in March. Not saying that they absolutely have a chance to go to the Final Four. Like I just said, they've got a lot of talent. But um, I, I think I think the team to be most irritated about would be that Duke jumped Auburn, um, which is just unbelievable to say in the sport of basketball. But <laughs> but nevertheless, that that is kind of the situation you've had this year. Ultimately. Auburn is five in Joe Lenardi's bracket. Auburn is the first number two seed. It, it's structured differently. Duke is behind them. Duke is the number seven overall seed in Lenardi's bracket. It's, um, I, I believe, it's Gonzaga one, Arizona two. Um, I think Baylor is four. I'm trying to think of who the number th- Purdue would be number three. So you got Gonzaga, Arizona, Purdue, Baylor. And then Auburn, Kentucky, Duke, and I want to say the second two is um, Kansas, maybe. Yeah. So the the thing is, is that 
Auburn is probably five in what the NCAA tournament feels about them as well, the four or five. And we still have a lot of basketball left in that the conference tournaments are, are very chaotic. The best team does not win them all the time. And if Auburn truly is more of just a road problematic team, if they're good on neutral sites, which is what they need to be to be in these tournaments, but they're good on neutral sites, they will end up playing Tennessee again or, or Kentucky or Florida or somebody that they have either lost to here recently or someone that would boost their resume. So ultimately, I feel that if Auburn wins out both regular season and conference tournament, they're going to end up on the one line. Yeah. Now, if can they do that? They can. Will they do that? I don't know. Because we don't know how bad these problems are. If they're more if they're more born out of being in road environments, if they're more born about the actual play on the court because when they get at home, they don't have as many of these issues. They score, they go back to scoring more points and um, is at, it the basketball? <laughs> is it the fact that they had a Nike basketball? Every one, every one of their losses has been with a Nike basketball. Right. And we had Ferg on last week, and he talked about it. He kind of thought it was funny. Didn't yeah. think, you know, it was just a funny thing to, to look at. But, you know, I mean, they're going to be having Wilson balls the rest of the season. So, you know, I, I think that Auburn's in this cool place where we're bickering about a, the, you know, long-term the tournament viability and the final four viability of a team that's 25 and four uh, and, and they still control their own destiny to win the sec regular season championship get that one seed in the sec tournament uh that would have I, I guess it still has to shake out two through four and, and that's something that's going to be interesting this week because arkansas kentucky and tennessee all have uh four conference losses and there's no way they're dropping to five they're going to be two through four or one through four, depending if Auburn loses in some form or fashion. So, how that shakes out will be who Auburn might play in the semifinals. Do they play a Kentucky team that many feel are good enough to win the national championship, or do they play an Arkansas team that people that Auburn people believe only lost because it was in Fayetteville? Nothing to do with actually Arkansas, you know. So, I, I think that uh, that will be important. Seeding always is, but you know, I I don't find too much disrespect in the polls i mean if you're talking about you're talking ultimately about one spot maybe but i'm, I'm telling you the reason our arizona and Gonzaga didn't fall is just because they were kind of on a different poll level than auburn because they hadn't lost in the last few weeks and this is auburn's third loss in the last three weeks or so so i think that's why auburn got dinged whereas some of those other teams up there did not yeah and it's pretty much what i was trying to explain to steve over the why is that it looks a lot worse when you sit there and you look at the fact that you have lost your last three in a row on the road as opposed to just slipping up and and that's a big slip up for arizona to lose by double digits at an unranked team that's a huge huge slip up but but they haven't been doing that and so i mean do you punt do you punish severely over the one slip up loss even though it was a big slip up or do you look at the trend uh, you know here i go talking about trends again it, it's not a trend that gonzaga and arizona are losing games on the road they there's no trend there it happened auburn has shown a trend that they are struggling to play when they're not here at auburn arena so of course you're going to knock that a little bit more now you know jumping duke as much as they did don't know yeah i don't know exactly what the 
mindset with some of that is. But, but yeah, I mean, 100% the reason Auburn fell and the others didn't is because of the trend. One trend that we want to uh, let you know, or we one trend you want to be a part of is the winning trend at Auburn Baseball. Make sure you call 334-887-9999 to win those baseball tickets for tomorrow night as they take on Alabama State. JJ wanted me to uh, remind you all about, oh, remind everyone about that. Uh, but the trend on the uh, the basketball side, I'm, I agree with you, Ron. I don't think there's that much of a slight against Auburn any in the polls. I, I think that five is respectable. I mean, you, if you you know a couple years ago, if you said we were arguing about um, if we were arguing about Auburn being a four or five in the poll for basketball, I think we would have like who cares? Auburn's a top five team. Uh, but obviously, you see where where we've come in the in the where Bruce Pearl has taken Auburn to where it, it you know Auburn fans get upset when they fall a little bit in the polls um I, I think that you look at these the the teams right now I, I pulled up the the bracketology that Joe Lenardi tweeted out a couple hours ago yeah Auburn's on the two line now um you've got Gonzaga Arizona Kansas Baylor on the one line oh so you've got two, so you got Kansas not yep. Purdue yep so see that's big right there because that kind of proves Auburn control. If, if and we got to remember, Joe Lenardi is not the tournament committee. That's correct. It's very possible that if they voted today, Auburn will be the number four overall seed and therefore be a one seed. They could be number six. We don't. That Lenardi is just one of the best at predicting it. Right. But he is not gospel here. But if Auburn is five, and if it is because they've got both Baylor and Kansas in front of them, well, guess what. One of them's going to lose again because they both can't win the Big 12 championship. So that kind of right. gives you credence. If that is really how they are slotted right now, Auburn still controls its own destiny for being a one seed if they win the SEC tournament. So, you know, I, I think that this Auburn team, you know, they, they've had the road struggles, and I think that that's one of the biggest things is that you've lost uh, several of your last games on the road. And Auburn is still one of the best road teams in the country by record, but it just hasn't shown these last few weeks. I think if you go into Mississippi State this, uh, on Wednesday night, you get a win there, even though you're supposed to win at Mississippi State. You should be favored uh, on the road there. If you go in and you win there, that's going to help you, your confidence level away from Auburn Arena. Um, then you come home, you finish up with South Carolina, and then you get a few days off. You get you get a few days off. You're not going to play the first, what, two days of the tournament, three days of the tournament uh, in, in Tampa? Yeah, it wouldn't play till Friday. So, the tournament would start Wednesday. So first two days of the tournament, you get to sit there, you get to see what happens to everybody else, and you get to come in fresh on Friday, and you only have to play a maximum of three games. And I, I think that serves Auburn really well. You get a few days down in Tampa to shoot around in that arena. Uh, during your practice times and be get get familiar with the area because that, I think that one thing we've talked about in the past years uh, with this Auburn team is the sight lines that have always you know that that's been one of the oh. big things that Auburn Auburn fans have complained about is sight lines that Auburn doesn't play well on the road because of that you get a couple of days to practice down in Tampa in that arena that helps you out a lot well and Auburn's already played down there because True. they played USF and that was really the whole reason Bruce Pearl wanted to take their team down to go play a road game against South Florida was that they knew. That for the first time, you know, the conference tournament was going to be down there, and these big arenas like that, Amelie Arena. Now, some some arenas like this in the SEC are big too, but Amelie Arena is a hockey arena for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and sometimes arenas like that um, have these really big drops yeah. behind the goal, and that's what we're talking about when we talk about sight lines and all this. Is that the further away that stands? or anything concrete or anything stationary is back behind the goal, 
the more distance between all that, the harder it is to get your sight line if you're a jump shooter typically. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person can't figure it out. A lot of people do figure it out. Auburn sure did when they went to the Final Four a few years ago. But but these big championship game sites in conference tournaments and then NCAA tournament, when you have a Final Four at Ford Field in Detroit or you go to the Carrier Dome Dome. in Syracuse or whatever you do, these big backdrops can affect shooters. But Auburn's already been to Amelie this year, so that should help them. And one, uh, I was reading this uh, Joe Lenardi uh, release from a few hours ago. Baylor plays Texas tonight, and Joe Lenardi says Baylor likely needs to win at Texas to hold on to its recently gained one seed. So that, as you were saying, Ryan, that's how thin of a margin it is right now, is that if Baylor loses at Texas tonight, it's a road game, so you know what can happen on the road. If they lose at that road game, Auburn could be very well tomorrow back on that one line. We've got to take our final commercial break of the hour once again, giving away four Auburn baseball tickets for tomorrow night's game against Alabama State at Plainsman Park. You can listen to the game on FM Talk 93.9, but why not be there in person? Give us a call to claim those tickets. 334-887-9999. Caller 334-887-9999 for you to win some Auburn baseball tickets. We're back in a moment. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Our show continues here in the second hour of Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM in the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson live on location in studio with Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, and Ryan Lavoie. Everything I say, you uh, critique. You said live on location in, in studio. studio. Yeah. This is a location. I mean, I mean, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> you guys want to celebrate some birthdays? Always. If you say so. Do you want to celebrate some birthdays, Ryan? <laughs> eh. Yeah. Yeah, I love celebrating birthdays. Let's do it. Here we go to close out the hour. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Mentioned this one a little bit earlier. Happy birthday, Luka Doncic. Luka. Luka, Luka. Luka. All right. Turning 23, three-time NBA All-Star, 2019 Rookie of the Year, 2018 EuroLeague Champion, third overall pick in the 2018 NBA Draft, a native of Slovenia, and has been playing for their national team since age 17. Luca turning 23. So young. So young. I thought you were going to say since age 7. Uh, Tayshawn Prince. What a believe you. Is turning 42, a former small forward who played from 2002 until 2016 with the Pistons over two stints. I didn't listen to what you said. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Boston Celtics, and Minnesota Timberwolves, a 2004 NBA champion, four-time all-defensive second team in the NBA, 2001 SEC Play of the year and the 23rd overall pick 
of the 2002 NBA draft after a college career at Kentucky. My fellow lefty, Tayshawn Prince, Congrats celebrating his Tor- birthday. Torian Prince there, uh, <laughs> former Hawk. Great birthday. I'm oh, sorry I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> well, you and I are clever. You're more we, clever than me. But we that have was some good. back and forth. That, that was a good back and forth right there. Good Happy chance. birthday, uh, Aroldis Chapman turning 34 years old, a closer for the New York Yankees. It's his second stint with the team. Has previously pitched for the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs, a seven-time All-Star, 2016 World Series champ, 2019 AL Reliever of the Year, 306 career saves. He's a native of Cuba. Aroldis Chapman turns 34, and he throws the baseball very fast. Let's say. No, go ahead. If you blink, you'll miss it. How about this? We figure out this baseball work stoppage thing by you pick out the the most athletic owner uh-huh. and they've got to try to hit a ball off of a Rodas Chapman. If he hits it, you get what the, whatever the, the MLB owners are offering. If I like he doesn't, it's a player's deal and you just move on let's play baseball. I like that idea. Play or? Just contact. You want contact. <laughs> Alright, Icky Woods is turning 55. The former NFL running back who played from 88 until 91 with the Bengals. Played college football at UNLV and he is best remembered for his Icky Shuffle touchdown dance. Get cool cuts. Cool cuts. Get up into the Icky Shuffle, JJ. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Woo! Got some cold cuts today. See, like that's, but I'm, I'm really in my, I'm, I'm brain farting right now. I couldn't tell you what the Icky Shuffle looks like. It, they've been replaying the commercial. I know, recently. and I'm trying yeah. to. I mean, he got it's cold like cuts. one. I, I, I really don't even know where to start. I would just make myself look like a fool. He's a big boy now. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I mean, but yeah, it's it's just something. Yeah. It's a shuffle. Happy birthday to Icky Woods, who's turning 55. His name is Icky, you know? I mean, wow. Probably felt Icky trying to tackle him. <laughs> uh, all right. Happy birthday to Mario Andretti. I'm doubting the age that's on the paper in front of me. Mario, Mario Andretti turning 82 years old. 100%. Does that sound right? His 82? Son, his son is Marco, who's probably oh, in his 50s. Oh, that okay. That's what 40s. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, Marco right. was pretty recently. So Mario Andretti is turning 82, a former stock car driver who was one of only two drivers to have won races in Formula One, IndyCar, the World Sports Car Championship, and NASCAR. Is that pretty good? Yeah. One of only two to do that? Seeing Jimmy Johnson, one of the great NASCAR drivers of all time, finish 23rd every week in, in IndyCar. A little it's difficult. tough, man. They're different disciplines. He won four IndyCar titles in the 1969 Indianapolis 500. He has also won the 1967 Daytona 500, was inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame in 2001. Happy birthday to Mario Andretti. And then finally, our last birthday today. I celebrated this one at the ballpark yesterday, but turning 43 years old, Aubby the Tiger, a 10-time national champion. Aubby celebrates his birthday today at 43. Saw him at Jane B. Moore Field over the weekend. 43. Getting old. (laughs) Still kicking, though. He's got at least eight more lives to go, so he's good. How do you feel about him being 43, Brooks? And he's still working on that college degree. (laughs) True. A 10-time national champion. And every semester graduate, but then he always comes back. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty special. Everyone's favorite tiger, Aubie. All right, birthdays in sports there today on February 28th, 2022. Luca, Tayshawn, Aroldis, Icky, Mario, Aubie. 
That was the dumbest thing I've ever done on this program, but happy birthday. That would be to- saying a lot. <laughs> Luca! <laughs> happy birthday to all our friends Surely in the world. Surely in a town named Tuesday, you've just probably off on probably alongside ryan the boy brooks children's and tom peavy my name is jj two hours are done and we're rolling two hours of sports call are finished don't touch that radio dial we've got one more hour to go whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started. We're going to play a game in just a moment because we like to do silly things on this sports talk show and educate ourselves. 887-3401 or toll free at one 9 If you would like to be on the show... I think by default that we're talking on the show, we don't like to educate ourselves. Well, you know, it happens. Uh, if you want Auburn baseball tickets versus Alabama State, give us a call, 334-887-9999. 334-887-9999 so that you can win some Auburn baseball tickets as they get set to take on Alabama State tomorrow. So give us a call right now. Javon will help you out and uh, let you know how you can claim those. All right, let's do this. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. (sighs) Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um... Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? All right. It's the Daily Show recap as we're two hours done. One hour left to go. What's happened uh, on the show today? What all, can we say? All I could think of is like, man, that really got out of hand quick. Yeah. When I walked out of the bathroom and my kitchen was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That definitely jumped up a notch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ryan, how's the show been for you today? Um, it's been good. Uh, no complaints. Um, trying to get better every hour. Yeah, we've educated some folks on what's been going on over the weekend at Auburn <laughs> Athletics. We've had a lot of good phone calls uh, from people to chime in and tell us how their weekends were. We've got best and worst of the weekend coming up in just a little bit. Again, Auburn, a tough loss over the weekend to Tennessee in Knoxville. But the Tigers just need to win one more game and secure at least a share of the regular season title in the SEC. Really, really prime position for Bruce Pearl and Auburn to be in at this portion of the season. Brooks, how's the show been for you so far? Nah, it's been great. Got a lot of uh, great callers to talk about. I just, you know, hope someone calls in for these baseball tickets because they've uh, they've made a lot of great improvements to Plainsman Park over the offseason. It seems like they're always making yeah. improvements to Plainsman Park. Which is great. The, the fan experience is important. But they, uh, you know, I've been haven't been able to get out there yet because I've been uh, stuck in studio running running some shows for the the Auburn baseball team or for the Auburn baseball broadcast for the Auburn Sports Network and. Uh, but for, uh, from what I've heard, all uh, last few uh, few games, Brad Laws described the the, uh, 
the action there, the atmosphere that's there, Operation Atmosphere is the uh, what they've dubbed it this year. So huge, huge uh, opportunity to go out. Can, there's not a lot of tickets that are available this year. As they've had another record-selling uh, season ticket uh, haul this year. So make sure you call our prize line. Our prize line is 334-887-9999. All right, let's go back to the phone lines as we've got another caller chatting with us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We go to the phones and... Matt from Auburn. Matt from Auburn has called into today's program. Hi, Matt. Oh, man, I called the wrong number. I was trying to get tickets. How about that? Well, we'll just have <laughs> you... Uh, we'll let you get connected nah, with Javon after this. I, I'm joking. I've got I've got way too much going on to be able to... A lot on your plate, tomorrow. then. How about that? Uh, look, not only did we have... You know, we, it was just a great sports weekend at Auburn in general. Uh, I went to the lacrosse. Uh, Club lacrosse games Friday night. Uh, beat Tennessee. Friday, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, the women played. They beat UAB, and then turned around on Sunday and went back to another men's game. Uh, and they beat TCU. So it was just a, a weekend of dubs for all of the all of the club teams that played. We love that. Uh, baseball ended up beating Georgia Tech three times this weekend. That I know of, I think they played Friday night, so that's another one. Uh, but anyway, guys, it was a good weekend. I uh, hated that we lost to uh, Tennessee in basketball, but the one thing that I'm 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 glad about is you know we're we're maybe we're going to start reaching that point where we're all right. We can't lose anymore. The magic number right now is two to win the outright SEC regular season title, uh, and it's. We've lost the one that we can after Kentucky lost on on, uh, Saturday as well. And now Auburn, like you said, just needs to win the two games left on their schedule to be outright sole possession champs of the SEC. Everything that they want to attain and accomplish this season is still within reach. So, yeah, flush it away. They're still the number five team in the entire country, still leading the SEC. So plenty of reason to be optimistic for what's to come. Oh, absolutely. And and I look at a couple weeks ago, Mississippi State played South Carolina. South Carolina mopped the floor with them. Uh, I'm confident for sure about the South Carolina game at home. Mississippi State's only going to be difficult because it's there. And the way Auburn's played all year, this is every team's Super Bowl or national championship or, you know, biggest game of the year or whatever they want to call it. Uh so you know, the crowd, in, the crowd at Mississippi State at the Hump on Wednesday will be will be loud. They'll be into it. But you know, if Auburn if Auburn shoots above forty five percent, they'll be all right. Uh, they did not do that well on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, no, they didn't, and uh, obviously they had the 11-point lead, lost it. Tennessee at one point had the 11-point lead in the second half and, you know, over a 22-point swing. So flush it away, move on to the next one, and Auburn can still win that title. That's all you can do. Uh, big game Wednesday. Let's, let's you know, go ahead and pick up the one, one no win that we need, and we'll get another one on Saturday. Can't wait. Good to hear from you today, Matt. Uh, I am on the way to Smith Station to shoot uh, – baseball and soccer all right awesome well have some fun over there okay all right man you'll have a good one war eagle. all right war eagle our buddy matt from auburn joining us there on the program 334-887-3401 if you would like to call in and share your thoughts with us here today on the show all right do you know what we were just talking about during our last break 
Are you directing that toward us or toward the listeners? Because I don't think the listeners. Right. That's do. why I'm asking you guys. We're t- <clears throat> talking political parties, right? You know? And I, I don't necessarily want to go in that direction. But do you recall what last week was? This time last week, President's Day. Right. Thank you. So let's celebrate President's Day. <laughs> A week later, <laughs> there were like a mattress store. We're celebrating <laughs> President's Day all month long. Let's celebrate President's Day today. In honor of Valentine's Day two weeks, <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago today. Weeks. Yeah. All right. So in honor of President's Day last week, let's play the President's Game. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. That one. <laughs> let's play the President's Game. Everyone's favorite. And Brooks, do you want to be in charge? Do you want to be president? <laughs> Do I get to be president? Do you want to be in charge? Are you putting me in charge? Yes. Yeah, all right. Can you get well, a list of presidents in front of you? All right. And can you make sure Tom Peavy presidents doesn't of, cheat? Presidents of what? The United States okay. of America. And I need to make sure Tom does not cheat here because we're playing the president's game in honor of President's Day. All right. Tom is on Twitter right now. So unless we get a, a okay. heated Twitter debate about the presidents, I don't think he's going to get any hints of whatever this game is. All right, Ryan, you're first. I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Brooks, do you know how to play? No. All right. Are you just wanting us to name a president? Exactly. Millard Fillmore. Exactly. We're going to go around. (laughs) Tom went first. We're going to go around, and if you can't name a president, you're out. Okay? Do I get to play? No, because you're you're making sure we're naming off all the presidents. Okay. Do you want to switch seats and be in the hot seat over here? No, I'm good here. Okay, all I right. I think that's a lot of logistical work that doesn't need to happen. Right, okay. All right, but you're going to let us know if we're right or wrong? Sure. Okay. I predict JJ will finish last. <laughs> do I have to keep total? Do I, do I need to keep total? Well, I think we're just going to kind of go around in a circle, so oh, okay. it should so, kind like, of figure it out, don't right. you think? Yeah. So we're just naming a president? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a President's mm. Day game on President's Day. Okay. A week later. <laughs> wrong. That was a president, a, a oh. former president. Wrong. See what I did there? That's the one Donald Trump hotkey we have, uh, audio bite on the show. Okay, so who did you say? You said Millard Fillmore? Millard Fillmore. Is that who you're going to lock in? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. I don't think that's the right move, but if he wants to lock in. Well, he was a president. I mean, sure, but I wouldn't go in that direction. (laughs) Well, not that president. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a good strategy for the president's game? Uh, Name the presidents (laughs) that have served the United States of America. Uh, I think I've got this one in the bag. Um, I'll go next. Is that what, or do you want to go next? You said a circle, therefore you would go next. Okay. George Washington. Look at that. I'll be darn. Abraham Lincoln. Everyone got it. Wow. So we're still okay. Yep. Everyone's still alive. Everyone's got their presidents. <laughs> John Adams. Uh, you don't go next. Are you yeah, going? It's, no, oh. it goes back to Tom. Oh, 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 to oh, oh. Tom sir, always oh. goes first. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, see, I have a, I have a different strategy than y'all that I... Uh, yeah, the uh, the worst president in U.S. history, except for the one currently serving, <laughs> Jimmy Carter. All right, John Adams. Wow, uh, Barack Obama, Dwight Eisenhower, Joe oh. Biden. I like Ike. Donald Trump, uh, Richard Nixon, Thomas Jefferson. All right, he thought. <laughs> Bill Clinton. John F. Kennedy. James Madison. George W. Bush. Gerald Ford. 
Andrew Jackson. All right. George H.W. Bush. <laughs> uh, Ronald Reagan. Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, look at that. I'm oh, going wow. to win. I'm go. going oh. to win. All right. Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt. I might be lost here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One around after I'm going to win. John Quincy Adams. Yeah. Are you cheating? No. no. Also, a text message came through. Yeah, but is, is someone texting you? No, Brant said this sucks, and I disagree with that. I think this is great. We're celebrating President's Day by taking the President's right, so you said John. How many rounds are we into? Like, how many have we named? So yeah, we need to well, like, Let was, me go ahead and name one. Harry Truman. Okay, so we're all tied. Everything's yes. even because yeah. Tom started. Everybody has gotten everything. Can you tell us how many we've named? Um, Approximately. You named... I think we're in. We're six now because you you started out going chronologically the first I did. three. I did, and then I feel like you tripped up trying to get the fourth one, so you just immediately went to who your last name is and my middle, middle name. name. No, you went Jackson. Oh, I and did. Then you yeah, went and I also said Joe Biden. So I've said six. Six. Well, with John seven with John seven. Quincy Adams. Seven. So, so I've said seven. seven. So you've said seven. Sure, so you've said seven. seven. So that's twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. So we've still got a little ways to go. Yeah. Uh, Halfway there. Uh, yeah. Almost. Uh, William Taft. Ulysses S. Grant. Right. Oh, look at that. Andrew Garfield. Okay, now... Is I'm, that a president? Time yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Garfield is a president. That's an actor. No. Okay, well, other <laughs> oh, people yes, are allowed but, to have that name. I really don't think that's a president. Hang on. I really don't think that's a president. I know it's a president, but I'm going to have to pull it up. No, I really... I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not trying to just throw you out there like that. I really don't think that's a president. I have no words for you. <laughs> yeah, I just Hang don't. On. Hang on. Look, I, I think we're going to have to go to the research committee. I am researching. Hang on. I've got to scroll and scroll. I, I really don't believe that that is. Mmm. It is not. Yeah. Andrew Garfield was never president. It is not a president. Oh, well, then never mind. Who are you thinking of? There was Gar. There is uh, Garfield. Is it Jane? What's? I'll give him President Garfield. There is a President Garfield. There is a President Garfield. Twentieth okay. president in the United States, James Adams ja Garfield. Okay, James Garfield. Okay, I knew Andrew Garfield was okay, Spider Man. Whatever. I know. Okay. I just needed to make <laughs> Good sure. Good for you. So you got you, that. That that's your. What do they call that? What do they call that? Mulligan. Life a mulligan. That's your mulligan. Okay. One mulligan each in the President's Day quiz. Oh, okay. okay. You do not get another mulligan. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So that's eight, eight right? So we're up to 24. Next. Is that on me? Yeah. Grover Cleveland. Oh, yep. my gosh. These people thinking they can compete with me. Andrew Johnson. All right. Chester Arthur. <laughs> wow. Dude, let's go. That was no, dope. No, you get that away from me. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Are we, are we beefing now? Tom? Okay, see, now I'm kind of stuck. Yeah, I told you I was going to uh, win the President's game. At Sports Call AU on Twitter, people are sending me messages right now. Team JJ. I made that up, but if that, if that was happening, the, it would be the, awesome. I was about to say, the, the <laughs> research committee is about to go see if that's actually factual. All right. See, I'm trying to remember. Like That's the thing. Is like Now I'm trying to remember who has been said. I've still got plenty. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head right now that has not been named. Uh, I've got a couple. 
Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yep. Very good, Tom. Zachary Tyler. Martin Van Buren. Wow. Sounds... We're doing some things. So that <clears throat> is that 33 or is that 30? 30, I think. Yeah. I No. 33. No, I think... Because we when at, we said 27, I don't know. then I added... Three. Johnson, and then I also just added uh, Tyler. Okay. I think we're at 33. All right. Um, goodness gracious. I'll go ahead and step aside. I can't think of one right now. I've said all the ones. That You're going to get a mulligan? I guess I'll have to take a mulligan. I, I've said all the ones that I could think of, like, current day, like, my lifetime. Uh, goodness gracious. Do you want to phone a friend? No. Okay. President's Day trivia on President's Day. I can't think of one that we have. Keep going, (laughs) Hotshot. Well, are we officially, uh, like, is he eliminated? Yeah, I'll eliminate myself. I can't, I honestly can't. All right, and you already had a mulligan, so I win. Um, It's not how that works. All right, let me think for a second, because. And also, you've got to name one this round to win anyway. Okay, I know. All right. All right, well. But I, I, you okay. did have a mulligan. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you're sure you're done? Yeah. Okay. I I can't think of one. I And I mean, I'm, it's, I'll kick myself in the rear end, but I, I can't think of one that we have already named or have not named. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Congrats. <laughs> and Zachary Tyler was clutch. Oh! <laughs> oh, well, I love this man so much. I love him. James Polk. Nice. Yeah. Uh, William Henry Harrison hasn't been said, correct? I don't believe so. All right, William Henry Harrison. See, I, I thought that one had been said. I don't believe it's been said. I said it jokingly off air 20 minutes ago. Oh, but I don't think I could confirm that. I could confirm that. You haven't said it. I hadn't said it. Uh, Do you want to call a truce? Man. Truce. Why are you out of presidents? I mean, maybe. See, that that, that seems because I was going to say I was was actually that William Henry Harrison was who I was thinking. I was like, but that one's already been said. So it would be cool if we had if we could have been like keeping track. Yes. And that was your job. I asked you you if you wanted me to keep track. You said, no, it's we're just going to go in a circle. Well, yeah, we need to keep track, Brooks. My goodness gracious. We need to rewind the tape. Uh, How, definitely you, not winning Can you spot a few that we've not done yet? Hold on. No one look at my screen. I'm I not. know for a fact at least a few that have not been well, done. I, Has one, anybody mentioned a Roosevelt yet? Yes. yes both all, of, all of those have been done. Okay. Hold on. Because I two, think I have one or two more if it's not been said. Two. Three. You guys didn't know I was a James Polk fan. I don't know if you're a fan. <laughs> I Do you mean, know what years he's president? I mean, no, I don't. So I don't think you're a fan. But I'm celebrating Four, President's Day today, thinking about him. Five, six. Mm, I don't remember. If he That's got to be about it. I mean, Brooks, we were getting our number up to thirty-three or so, and I hate to break. Th- I mean, there's not a six, ton of- maybe seven have not been named. There's one There's one or two I'm not entirely sure on, but I know for a fact six have not been said. I believe. 
I don't know that I can think of any right now. Have we? We might have said this one. Have we said James Madison? Yes. yes. No. I said James Madison. Yeah, that one. Absolutely. Okay. One of the first. Because, yes, he was you did. Oh, number right. four. I went in the order. Right. Oh. You're right. Thank you. Oh, Monroe? Wow. Monroe is not named. Okay. James Monroe. James Monroe. There's also a James Polk. That's right. But who I just has named. Has been said. Yeah. That was a fun. No one said James Monroe. Lincoln has yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln was one of the first we said. <laughs> He's exiting stage left. Looks like JJ didn't come up on one in that round. The next one. In which th- round? This round, because I just said James Monroe. Oh, okay. Well, you also had a mulligan. Okay, great. I still had the last name correct. Okay, well, great. Okay, great. So you win. So you didn't win. Nice. Did you win? You didn't give one this no round. One wins? How about no one wins? Whatever you want, champ. Because I, I did give you the mulligan. Okay. Is that did I? Yeah. Okay, thank you. And you got one this round. What? Did I get one this round? No. Yeah. So, so we want to know the ones that we didn't get. Yeah. All right. No, I want to think for a second. Okay. I mean, we have named a lot of presidents. We actually did. Today. We named a whole. Like lot. we did really. Well. I mean, this is a great way to celebrate President's Day. A week later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a great way to do it. I, are we still friends? Were y'all ever? <laughs> I would have thought. So. Are we good? Sure. Okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to think of anybody right now. No. Was Franklin because like Grover Cleveland was said at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. That's who just popped into my head right now. Was Franklin Pierce said? I don't no. think he was said. Herbert Hoover. Oh, oh that's, who I was, that's who I was on the fence about. If I no. heard someone Herbie say fully not. loaded. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Uh, somebody said Calvin Coolidge. No. I don't think so. No. Nope. And then one right before him, the president right before him was War- not said either. Warren G. Harding. Nope. Nope. I know somebody said Woodrow Wilson. I said William Taft. Theodore Roosevelt. William McKinley. No, no one nope. said that one. President yeah. from 1897 to 1901. Struggled around the early 1900s. Yeah. 25th president. Aren't those four and five-year-olds that you see sometimes on like the Ellen show that rattle off all the presidents in a row? So, am I the only person who sees this ever? Yeah, probably. No. Very impressive that they could do that at that age. No, we see, not a oh, uh, presidential said, experts. I said Grover Cleveland. He was actually the 22nd and 24th president. Okay. Uh, in between him was Benjamin Harrison, who was said. I, we said no. William Henry Harris. We didn't say Benjamin Harrison. Oh, Benjamin no. Harrison. Okay. So. Well, yeah, Benjamin Harrison, twenty third president. Okay. Wow. We just black. I, I guess that was just not a very. No. So think about this though. Is James the most popular first name of a president? Could that be your trivia fact to take home to your dinner table? Because you got Garfield, you got Polk, you got Madison, Monroe, Monroe. I mean, would John be, you know, because there are a couple of, no. I think it's probably James. What about Rutherford B. Hayes? Did anybody no. say that? No. No. A- 1887 to 1881, uh, 19th president. Rutherford. I think James is probably the most popular presidential name. There's not, there's five Jameses that have been president. Who do, you, who do we think the second or the other one could be? Maybe John. No. Did somebody say Martin Van Buren? Yes. Yes. Okay, that one did get said. Hmm. There are four Johns. Close. 
Came close. There's a Jimmy. I don't know which way where Jimmy Carter wants to throw his legal name into. Uh-huh. I think it's James. It's, I think. Yep, James Earl Carter Jr. So I got that's yeah, another James. James gotta, you wanna, be, gotta be James. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shout out all the Jameses out there. That's like perfect. James from Montgomery. And James from Montgomery, one of our favorites. One he, of our absolute He could be favorites. president one day. He could be. All right. Uh, it's President's Day. That we're celebrating a today. A week later. <laughs> a week later. We've got best and worst of the weekend. Someone's calling into the program saying, please change the damn subject. And uh, we'll try to do that right after this on Sports Call. Do you want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. What a time to be alive. What a show this is. Albert's first and Albert's favorite sports talk show also voted the best sports talk show in the state of Alabama. Celebrating President's Day a week later. Uh, having a lot of great phone calls. And yeah, I mean, what more could you ask for? Honestly. Honestly, Brooks. If you're someone out there, what more could you ask for when you're listening to this program? Uh, sports talk. I know, probably. 887-3401 or toll free at one 9 9 to be a part of our program as we go to our phone lines now. Michael from Auburn. All right, our good pal Michael has called into the program to say what's up to us. Hi, Michael. All right, guys. I don't I don't think I heard it on y'all's show, and if, if I did, I, I greatly apologize for any repeat information. But uh, tell me what you know about President John Tyler. You know any interesting trivia? Because if not, I'm about to hit you with some of the craziest presidential trivia you've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) I need to hear it then. Go right ahead. John Tyler is the president, was born in 1790. He has a living grandchild. Yes, I do remember hearing that. He is 89 years old, the grandchild. Yes. Yes. Wow. Really? Yeah, look it up. He had two. One of them just passed. He had a large family. It, it, it just crazy. The guy just, I, I don't know, but uh, he had some, you know, great genes, I guess. And uh, we're seeing this. Yeah. We, oh, my gosh. How is that possible? <laughs> you win today, Michael. I mean, wow. You love trivia. Well, I, I can't take credit for it because I heard it somewhere else. and had to look it up myself. But uh, I, that's. That's some President's Day trivia a week later that, that just will stick with you for a while. <laughs> That's uh, outst- I appreciate you buying into what we were working with there, Michael. That's hey, amazing. I mean, y'all are the Abby Award-winning show for a reason. So, I mean, hey, I just felt like I could contribute today. Let's so. go. <laughs> oh, man, we appreciate it, Michael. It's good to hear from you, brother. You too, guys. All right, that's Michael from Auburn joining yeah. When When other people, like, we, we promote it, we're very, like, honestly, very proud. That we were named the best sports talk show in the state of Alabama. The Alabama Broadcaster Association has annual awards called Abbeys. We're up again in March, been nominated to win it again, and hopefully we do. We could be back-to-back champs, and that's going to be amazing. We're going to be even more outrageous 
if that happens. To hear someone else call in and tell you that, uh, yeah, you guys are the Abbey Award winner. That makes you feel good a yeah. little bit. And it's like, yeah, if we want to celebrate President's Day a week later, we can. And after a segment that has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. what we won for. <laughs> exactly. The best sports talk show. And here we are talking about President's Day trivia. A week later. I want you to tell the folks out there what you said as we were coming back from break. A lot of times, JJ goes with his gut and goes on the fly. And a lot of the times, it is is gold medal worthy content. This felt like, though, now a call seems to have changed that because Michael was enjoying it. <laughs> but judges score. But uh, it seemed like it was struggling just to get to bronze there. <laughs> so the Olympics just happened. That was finished a week ago, <laughs> President's Day a week ago. So we might be on to something. I guess we did at least get bronze for that. Maybe segment. we, maybe uh, even silver. You know what actually is going to happen too this year? My brain is going all over the place. I want you to say something first. Though. No, I was going to say, what's actually going to happen No, this year? Are you sure you don't have yeah, to say anything? No, that was it. Tom, do you have to say anything? No. About how amazing President's Day trivia was today? A week late. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was pretty cool. All right. Um, we, we did we did well. We need a, we need, again, I'm going to put my argument out there for a t-shirt store so we could just have a t-shirt that says President's Day celebrated a week late. <laughs> hey, something for everyone when we forget next year because it's 11 months and three and a half weeks away. Uh, but next year, maybe we could try what state they're all from. Yeah. <laughs> and we have 11 months to study yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get I, started. I, I got you a question. No, but so I, I, I want the question and just as, give me the question first, then I'll follow Jenny, up. don't forget, though. You okay. always forget your ideas. Who is is that real? 1790, that man was born and he has a living grandchild? Yeah. Yeah. 95 years. Uh, I guess he would. Ten, it's a, is, is it like. 90, president. I think he'd be 97 now. Is it like a, a, a you know, like a grandchild grandchild? No, it direct Or is it, is it like a, like a great, great grandchild no, no, grandchild? grandchild? Like grandchild. His yep. granddad. Like grandchild. Was, his yep. granddad was the president. Like you think of Nana. Yeah. Okay. That's my grandma. Yeah. Yep. yep. Holy cow. Wow. Who was the first American-born U.S. president? Huh, man. I mean, I would have said George Washington right away, but that would have been wrong. That's right. Yeah, because he didn't come. I mean, think about him. Because we, gotta, when, yeah, we have to establish the, the United yeah. States, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't pay attention in history one bit, but I could start to piece a couple of things together. Um, number two was, was it John Quincy Adams was two, and then Thomas Jefferson, and then James Madison, right? Just and then John, John Adams, Adams was second. No. John Quincy Adams John, was fourth. No, no, yeah, and then no, he was down the no. line. No, 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 no. One was George Washington. Yes. Two was John Adams. Yes. yes. Three was Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Four was James Madison. Yes. yes. Five was some rando. James, James Monroe. <laughs> James Monroe. <laughs> Random. And six uh -huh. was John Quincy Adams. Yes. And seven was Martin Van Buren. Nope. No. Okay. Anyway, whatever. What was your question? <laughs> first American-born oh, first American-born American president. I mean, I'm going to say James Monroe. I'm going to lock in number five, James Monroe. <laughs> no, I feel like you have to go further yeah, back, actually. Because you're like uh, four-year terms, and you got to be... How old was George Washington when he was president? Probably like 70? Not that old. I mean, it might. Not that Might have been. Might have been. Fifties? I don't know. Who do you think it is then? Uh, Who's the tenth president? John can Tyler. I, can I? Oh yeah, John, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's about where it feels to be right. What if I'm going to go sixteen? I'm going to say Abe Lincoln was the first U.S. born president. No. Wow. No. no. Okay. 
I can see his computer screen, so I can't answer. Comment, Brooks. It's a president. Did we? Did we? <laughs> did we say it? In no. The, okay. Because when it, when when Michael called in about John Tyler, I don't know that we said John Tyler. Truthfully, I really do not I remember anyone saying. I thought you were the one that you said, said it. you were a fan of it, or was yeah. that Polk? That was Polk. I'm a big James Polk guy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. Um, I'm locking it's in. So, I'm sure it's somewhere in that like seven, eight, nine. I'm going to say the twelfth president. I'm locking in the twelfth president. I don't know who it is, but that's who I'm locking in. Sure. Okay. Ryan. Uh, uh, my guy William Henry Harris because <laughs> yeah. I keep talking about him. All right. The first American-born president was Martin Van Buren. Oh, it was Marty. The eighth president. Eighth president. Okay. December 5th, 17th. I guess that Marty was the seventh president, right? Just a moment ago? Yeah, Marty McFly <laughs> was the eighth president uh, of... He was He was born... Uh, uh, Van Buren was the first president to have been born after the American Revolution in Kinder... In, uh, Kinderhook, New York, on December 5th, 1782, technically making him the first American-born president. The seven born before him were all born in the American colonies. There you go. What's funny is Van Buren, decidedly one of the least American-sounding names of, <laughs> of that string of presidents. I love it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. You had an idea or something? Yeah, I did. I know you lost it. I did. You always lose it. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to... Tie in some, Tom, re ask the question. Let's you just wanna, go backwards. Do you want to tie in a Valentine's Day? Uh, no, take me back. Yeah, to my we birthday were, so was this month. Last day Martin of the month. Van Buren. I need to go further back. About President's Day Andrew for Jackson. eleven months and three weeks from now. John or? Quincy Adams, James Monroe. It's going to be a cool. Oh, I remember now. I remember now. I remember Good. now. James right, Monroe. Right. Trigger. Do you know what tomorrow is? <laughs> Tuesday. Do you know what date tomorrow is? March first. The first. Okay, tomorrow is March the first. Uh huh. So March Madness starts tomorrow. Okay, okay not officially, but it does. No, but it does. Okay. Okay. Three years ago, wait, it's 2022. Wait. Four. It was 2018. Cool. The year was 2018, and everyone on this show voted for. Our best sports movies of all time. Do you recall this? Yeah, I yeah. put together a lot like of that, research that for that it. Long yeah. ago, and I'm we sure never did. We never did anything with it. That's always good. To, to we do. never did anything with it. Well, now other sports movies have come out. So should we like? No, we're not going to revise. It's too much work. Okay. I think we're going to create the March Madness bracket of best sports movies. Is going to be our next task. No. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, we, we created the bracket. We just got to put it into the world for people to consume. That was my next great idea. Is yeah. that an okay one? Yeah. Better than President's Day trivia a week later? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Well, I've, bar, got, I've, got, yes. I've got one more presidential question. For okay, you I want one more. Because this is a sports talk show, so therefore I have to relate this to sports. Go for it. Which president turned down offers to play professional football? Oh, all right. Well, JJ, it's not before 1900, so <laughs> rule all those out. Herbert Hoover, he feels like a uh, good old fullback. <laughs> yeah, Taft seemed like he could get on the line. 
When was Hoover? Uh, was he in the 50s? Uh, or I mean, no, in the, in the, in no. the 18, 1800s? No. no. He was 19. No. He served Twen- 1929 yeah. to 33. Was he a Great Depression president? Yes, yeah, he sure started was. the Great Depression. That's really Herb. significant. That is significant. Very good. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'm Herbert Hoover. I'm serious. <clears throat> That's my answer. Football, I don't know. Um, I would. Uh, only one? The, I, this is the one that pulls up, and you're going to kind of kick yourselves because there's a lot of talk about how great of a football player he was in his day. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of talk. Did Tom just give it away? <laughs> because it's very recent. Uh, uh, oh, I don't I'm saying Jimmy Herbert Carter. Hoover, or I'm going to go with another alliteration, Robert Robert Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Robert Redford. <laughs> Re- Reagan was a very well-known actor. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Carter. I don't know. Jimmy Carter? Yeah. I don't know. If I had to say someone, if I had to go right off the top of my head, I'd also say Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Uh, Reagan may have played, but Reagan was more known as an actor. I mean, he was a very famous movie actor before yeah. going. Uh, but no, Gerald Ford. Okay. Oh, SMU Stadium is is named after him. Not that that's necessarily yeah. referenced, well, he, but uh, so uh, uh, Gerald Ford attended the University of Michigan, where he was a star football player, uh, won national titles in 1932 and 1933. Uh, after graduation, he turned down offers to play with both the De- the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, instead, he took a coaching job at Yale in 1935, so he could attend law school. Uh, he left after six seasons with a law degree from Yale and ended up becoming a president. But yeah, Gerald Ford, star football player for the Wolverines of Michigan. Michigan. How does yeah. that make you feel, Brooks? Uh, well, it sure. I mean, great. <laughs> SMU Stadium is actually named after Gerald J. Ford, not Gerald oh, R. Ford, Ford. A billionaire banker. Who uh, Disappointing. Pro- provided most of the funding for the construction of the stadium? I did the old JJ. Just assume there can only be one Gerald Ford, only one person of that name. But yeah, uh, learned this over the weekend. We're listening to Auburn baseball with Brad Law on the Auburn Sports Network. Is Yale's baseball stadium is the George H W Bush Forty Eight Field? That one feels legit. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, best and worst of the weekend. I was about to hit the wrong button. Okay, now time for the best Woo-hoo! and worst. No. No! No! Of the weekend. All right, it's time for your dumb crime of the week. Worst of the weekend. Here we go. An Oregon man is in jail after reportedly falling asleep on the kitchen floor of the home he was robbing in the wee hours of the morning last Friday. Police have charged the man with theft, trespassing, and taking the term cat burglar much too literally. But that's a headline out of Oregon that a man was jailed after falling asleep in the kitchen while trying to rob a house. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like something J.J. would do, since he can fall asleep so quickly and at any place. <laughs> that definitely seems like his I just, like, if you're going to pull off a crime, at right. least get a good night's sleep the day before so this doesn't happen to he you. He was nervous. <laughs> To pull one off. How unclutch do you have to be to say I'm going to rob a house and fall asleep while doing it? I don't know. It doesn't get more unclutch than that. I don't know if that was clutch. uh, More like you know, I just maybe he was trying to steal the couch. Does it say what he was trying to steal? No. Ah, I need more details. I'm with you, Brooks. Trying to steal the couch. It's like, oh, this is pretty comfortable. Tom, what was your worst of the weekend outside of burning your apartment? (laughs) 
<laughs> not quite condo quite, all the way to smithereens but it didn't burn at all it just ruined the stove yeah, just, what was your worst of the weekend oh <laughs> by the end of the week i'm gonna make this the most epic story ever with what happened with tom p friday <laughs> or so Thursday. tom had to like get carried in by an eagle <laughs> after he went to go get the water from the local pond and once he had the bucket and dropped it on it then evaporated immediately there was no more fire tom came back from the bathroom and it was a volcano had opened up in my kitchen and tom with some radioactive waves that were coming out of said volcano turned into uh aquaman and summoned the power of the ocean to fight the fire and dozens were saved (laughs) i had to save all the babies (laughs) man what a hero there's a bunch of babies in my apartment i don't hero (laughs) yeah what was your worst uh, of the weekend? Worst of the weekend, man. I, I, I guess I just have to go with the kind of the the stock Auburn basketball losing to Tennessee. All right, uh, I'm just I'm ready to see this team figure out the road woes and get back on the winning side there. So I mean, uh, it's been a really good weekend, other than my stove burning up. But uh, yeah, I guess the stock answer with Auburn basketball. Ryan, what was your worst of the weekend? <laughs> Um, worst of the weekend. I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't good. I didn't like think of anything funny for this. Um, <laughs> Is that what you try to go for? I, not all the time. Okay. No. Um, I guess worst of the weekend. I was mad. Like I said, this won't be cool, but <laughs> I was mad that uh, Chase Elliott. Got, yeah, that was got that was awful. Into the wall by Kyle Larson, his teammate, being quote didn't see him even yeah. though he's right beside him and uh it just feels it feels like that. it feels like larson is is constantly uh constantly preventing teammates from achieving goals than actually uh helping them or at least racing them clean so i don't know i wasn't thrilled with that but um accidents happen so i i try to keep my best and worst and this is just something just out there i try to keep it in sports realm obviously worse is stuff going on over in europe right now but i mean not really sports affiliated but yeah that's yeah. uh, pretty bad yeah. uh, when yes. you got that stuff going on in ukraine with russia that's, that's got everybody on edge yep so but i just try to stick it to the sports and i like to give dumb crimes there you go. From time to time. Well, that's at least funny. It is funny. I, There's I mean, nothing I'm, funny about what's going on in true, your... True. True. I, I, I will Maybe s- I'll have like a dumb crime segment one day and just see how that... I don't know. Well, the, the one story from there, uh, from the Ukraine thing, and I guess it's kind of funny. It's actually brave, however you want to look at it, but the guy, the 13 soldiers that were on the island, uh, have you seen that? I have not, no. The, yeah, naval, war, the naval warship was like commanding them to drop your weapons and capitulate and... Uh, the Ukrainian guys basically told, actually not basically, literally told the uh, mm-hmm. naval warship to f off. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and they all died. Well, I, I, apparently, well, apparently I they know. have been. They it's found out that they were captured and yeah. are being held prisoner. So okay, but uh, so they didn't kill them. But but yeah, there's the radio communications, and yeah, you hear the the guy on the radio to the warship. He t- told him to f off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Snake Island. Snake Island, yeah. And that's in Ukraine? Yep. Brooks, you got a best of the weekend? Um, 
I would say best of the weekend. Uh, Friday night, went to the gymnastics meet against uh, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, getting to see. Uh, Sue Who'd Lee, you go with? Uh, my fiance, Grace. Okay. Um, would have. Were you looking for another answer? No. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you thought I went with someone else. I just kind of wanted her to get a name drop. Oh yeah. Well, we we like to name drop as often as possible to yeah. let everyone know that I'm that she has not come to her senses and left. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the gymnastics meet on Friday night was really, really fun. Uh, it, Suni Lee got a, got her first, I believe it's her first Auburn Arena 10. Yeah, uh, it was. was what uh, she accomplished. And then you, there were several other 10s put out there on Friday night, but because you've got two judges and you get the average of them, it kind of averaged out to a 9.75 on a few others. Uh, Suni actually, uh, Suni and Darian Goburn vo- both finished with a 10 on floor from one of the judges, and then the other judge put a 9.5 or something, and they had to average it out. So really, really big night for gymnastics Friday night. What was your best of the weekend that wasn't beating me in Presidential Day trivia? Um, well, I agreed to a, a tie late. there. Um, okay. So Thank you for tying with yeah. me. You're my best friend. <laughs> You're my best friend. All right. I love you, man. So um, <laughs> That was just a handshake, not a hug. For anybody <laughs> yeah. that sounded like... That sounded like manhood. Yeah. Um, That's after the show. Uh, <laughs> best of the weekend, definitely, no doubt, uh, getting the opportunity to call Auburn softball. Heck yeah. On uh, on 99.9 for the Auburn Sports Network. Um, very grateful for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to hopefully getting to do it again very soon. Um, but uh, called a couple good games, a couple more Auburn softball victories over the weekend. And <laughs> appreciate it. Got to call a game with Britt on Friday, so a lot, uh, a lot of Auburn softball commentary this weekend. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, a best of the week, if you want to go back to the Ukraine thing, a best of the weekend from the Ukraine was the video of the lady walking up to the Russian soldiers and handing them sunflower seeds to put in their pockets. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, so the sunflower is the national flower of the Ukraine. Uh-huh. She handed this soldier sunflower seeds and basically told him, put these in your pocket so when you die on our soul, the sunflowers will grow from your body. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, then. I, I didn't get a best. I hear the music playing. Uh, Tommy Tanks, Tommy White from UNC. The man. Seven home runs in six games to start his college career up to nine on the year in eight games the numbers continue for tommy white tommy tanks out of img academy now playing for nc state amazing tom thank you for being here we'll see you on wednesday i'll be here brooks and ryan i'll see you throughout the week all right yeah i love you guys so much thank you so much for listening to our program thank you to running the tuned in and called into our show for ryan lavoy tom peavy and brooks childress i'm jj jackson thank you and good day